friends, this is the Be Real Babe podcast, a place where your average Canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses, messes, and successes. Each week, we will bring you new episodes sharing our experiences on a ton of different topics in hopes that we get a better understanding of ourselves, each other, and this crazy world we live in. We want to build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals, no one is giving any advice, we are strictly speaking of our life experiences and for entertainment purposes only. Now with that being said, it's time. So grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. Welcome to the Be Real Babe podcast. I am your host, Brandy, and here with me today is my beautiful co-host, Kayla. Hey. And today, you guys, we are on episode 55. We are on part two of our series, It's Your Health. And today we are focusing on lockdowns, restrictions, and mandates in the fitness industry, a place and a subject and a environment that is very important to us both. <laughs> yes. Super important. Crucial. Super important. If you haven't been here before, thank you guys so much for stopping by the show today. I hope you listen with an open heart, open mind, um, and come back for more. And for those that keep coming back, you motherfuckers, we love you. And we're excited. We're excited. We hope you're liking season three so far. Can Um, we, like, can we uh, almost, I don't even know, I almost wanted to re-edit that or, like, and motherfuckers and turn it to the mother truckers because it's, like, literally (laughs) LFG Canada. Truckers are going to stop the bullshit. I just have to, like, put that in there. I know, right? It'll be so interesting once we launch this. Remember when we're when you guys actually listen to this, it's gonna be a couple weeks behind uh, because your girls are trying to be a little bit more ahead of the seasons. You know, um, most creators, I'm sure you probably get this. Like you do create really well in the last minute, but the anxiety all up to that sometimes isn't really worth it. Um, and when it comes to this form of creativity, I find it so much easier than if I was gonna get ready for a photo shoot or if I'm painting like something that's kind of like more with my hands. When it's with my mouth that sounds terrible uh fuck um no well talking is just a lot easier I feel like I don't need to prepare as much because we're just always trying to speak in our truth in that moment so uh yeah lots of anxiety about this but uh seeing those truckers on the convoy made me ball like a baby so hopefully by the time this is out we'll have uh, a lot more for your Canada and I guess if not you'll hear more about it but talking about the time being and what it's been like the last two years um in the fitness industry and you know like we've had our our um competitors on and you know they they have to deal with shit and anybody that is in the fitness space has had to deal with shit um i gym owners personal trainers like uh class instructors like they have not been i don't know i just don't think they're like we said it's coming in others just doesn't I, i would just like to see the data that proves that that's a bad thing you know and i not a doctor, not a scientist, but it just seems to go against like everything that we know and what we've learned about, you know, the immune system and what it does and how to support it. Right. It's like, you know, this is the biggest thing is your immune system, but we're suppressing it by closing gyms and, you know, stopping food. And now everyone's going to have to live off the fucking rice in their covers, which is fine. But you know what I mean? Um, Mm. It's just sad. And when the pandemic first happened and we couldn't go to the gym, like we had nothing in our basement. We had like eight and 10 pound dumbbells and a couple resistance bands. And we had the cat crates and we put the cats in the crate and use it like to bicep curl. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Using yourself as well. 
Uh, yes. Not you, but Br- Grant. Like yes. very, very, very first lockdown, you guys yes. were, uh, yeah. uh, Grant was using you as a weight. Yes. He would use me to squat. He would just pick me up and start squatting because he just was <laughs> missing. <laughs> and then I was just like cooking in the kitchen. He would just pick me up and squat me. It's um, fine. Yeah, it's fine. And then it took us a long time to figure out how he could bench me. And then we finally found it. I'll show those videos because it was fucking hilarious. But, you know, we were really just trying to do body weight stuff, like whatever we could do to just keep busy because we couldn't go anywhere, do anything except for the grocery store, right? It's like your weekly trip to the grocery store. Um, and then uh, he had a coworker that had uh, 15s, 30s, and up to 40s. So we're like, okay, okay. He gave it to the, oh, we're so grateful. And then we got some more bands and then we found our yellow gym. Um, yes. March 2020 or sorry I think it was like May 2020 we found our our gym and that really took care of us and then gyms opened up right after that and they had been open but I was like fuck that I I already do enough to whatever everyone can help me but I was like I have the choice to work out from home or I can work out the gym and wear a mask and I'd prefer to work out at home and, and not, not wear one yeah and not wear one and that was just choice even though I had to give up seeing Grant as much it was just I it brought me more anxiety I couldn't I, I honestly don't feel good especially in cardio to the point where I already can't breathe um <laughs> so that to me I was just not interested and then but then after a while at the end of summer I was really missing training with him so I went back and at that point it was like you could take it off while you were working out so I was like okay I can I can do that like that's fair um and then yeah then they shut or then the vax passes came out and then we stopped going to our gym and then found a home that was really great and just believed in freedom of choice and allowed us to be adults and make choices for ourselves. So that was really amazing. And then the 23rd came around and everything fucking shut down and we were so grateful. We went and got a squat rack right away and we've just been training at home ever since. And now the gyms are back open, but we're still training at home right now. Um, even though we still support all of the gyms, but it's just, uh, you know, we put some money into our basement. So now I'm like, fuck that. I want to enjoy it. Yeah. What was it like for you when you were for your fitness journey when it first happened? Uh, literally was uh, the heaviest I was I'd ever been. And uh, I just hired a coach and we had just started working out in person together. And then they shut everything down and he literally moved to like Peachland with his parents. And it it went from like having maybe like a month or maybe a month of working out together, like with a coach. And then he left and it I don't even know like I honestly don't even know I don't I'm trying to remember like how exactly it all pieced together because like this is what I was meaning like it just when you try to think about certain details of the last two years it's like kind of a blur because you've kind of literally just been doing everything you can to like just keep your head above right you know so yeah fuck I'm like how did it go because I remember me and Ryan I got a coach and then that all happened. We kind of tried to integrate to at home mm-hmm. and I don't really think that I really was doing a whole lot with that. I just kind of was on, I, I think I was just following the diet and then, you know, half-assed maybe working out here or there. Um, and then, you know, what was it? Four months they locked the gyms down? Three or four I months? Think so, roughly, yeah. So, so yeah, I don't think I did much. I don't think I had the motivation. I think it was just like, I was so clusterfucked at the fact that they'd even, that, that we were even having that happen. Like I didn't know how to cope or regulate yeah. my emotions around it. So I was just like a fucking idiot on the way. But um, yeah. then the gyms reopened and I was like, fuck that. I am not, not ever going back. So started like, you know, continuing that. And 
I just know that in the period of since it started, like I went from being overweight to the like my like a, a more proportionate weight for my body and stuff and feeling healthier and whatever. So oh, fuck, I'm like, I just why can't this piece like why can't I see this part in my brain? Like I'm literally trying to think about what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I'm like, well, when we other met- than talking mad shit, you know. <laughs> I feel like when we first met last year you had the coach where it was the same thing. It was like, you're more focused on diet and you're working out because you've had lots of physical therapy and you probably blanked out because you have a car accident and you were dealing with that. Um, but I think for you, it's just like, um... I just remember when I couldn't work out anymore. Like I was working, I was still a miserable bitch. I had, you know, I was fucking doing demo and trying to e- meal plan and everything like that. But when they reopened, I started trying to get a little more serious. And then it wasn't until the car accident that I was like, this, like, I have to be on point. And mm-hmm. it was that moment where I was like, okay, this was August 2020, if anyone's wondering as well. Like, that just to timeline it a bit for everyone. And I was like, okay, I can't fucking work out. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't even lift a pencil when that accident happened. Like, my whole body, just like my muscles and everything took such, they a basically, hit. a hit, yeah. And fucking I will never forget like this is one of the best things I asked my physio the first guy that I was seeing for physio I was like how does this happen how did I not break anything how did how how am I like how am I okay and he literally told me he's like if you hadn't have been uh if you didn't have the muscle compound that you have and the the the, the like the structure of your muscle he's like you would have likely been far more injured by this but because you have the muscle mass you have it literally saved your fucking life and I'm I'm not the first person that that's I've heard that happen I've heard like um power lifters or crossfitters there's a girl uh I think what is her name it's like Brooke Essence or something like that she like fucking broke her neck and because she's such a beast like it, I, I don't even know. You know what I mean? So this is, this is very important when it comes to what happened with the gyms recently, the shutting down of the gyms and it not making any bloody sense because gyms literally save people. You, you get on um, a better diet and an exercise routine, you can literally reverse some shit. Like mm-hmm. if you, you know, diabetes, heart, um, heart problems, like if you have col- high cholesterol, literally diet and exercise can reverse that shit so think about that and then it too right like yes is that so many i find it wild that um when people start eating healthy foods or trying to do what's what's healthy to them you know that's different on everyone um but i think we can all agree that like processed shit is not great um so when you do like transfer that everyone's like oh you're on a diet it's like no i'm i'm fueling my body as it should be fueled and it and yes food should be enjoyed i'm not saying that But I don't anymore. And it's taken me a long time to get here. And I'm really still working on it. But I also now don't really enjoy um, what that shitty food does for me anymore. Like I this month, I had A&W once I used to go every Thursday. And as much as I still craved it, I felt like shit after. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm not I'm not doing the same with ice cream or any of that stuff. I used to eat all the time. And now I'm like, I had my period. So obviously, I'm overshared. But I was like, I'm having fucking ice cream. And Mm -hmm. uh, I felt like shit after. And I was like, this is just not worth how I feel anymore, you know? And it's, but it it blows my mind that it's like, oh, if I wanted to have, let's say, I actually really enjoy rice cakes with peanut butter and strawberries. I think it's fucking Mm. delicious. And, you know, and then, but some people are like, oh, you know, you're just doing that for the fit. No, it, because it tastes good and it's better for me and it's still sweet. It's still, you know, 
hits that sweet like craving that I'm having but I know I'm not going to feel like shit when I wake up in the morning from it and it's just it's so wild to me that we've gotten to a place where exercising and and eating healthy is conceited it's vain it's you know it's shallow it's shallow it's okay I'm sorry I'm trying to not be a decrepit like 90 year old woman legit want to be 70 still in the gym deadlifting and you want to know what deadlifting does for elderly people it, it's the staple movement for bending down and picking shit. Yeah. Yep. Good point. So, Good point. um, I don't know. I'm disconnected, overweight, diabetic, have fucking heart problems, problems, and just, you know, soaking up the money from the system. Or would you rather that I gave a fuck about myself and yeah. tried to be better and have a better because of the people, the elderly people, I'm, I'm, I'm pinpointing this hella because of what we've been put through all to protect the vulnerable. Then what the fuck are we doing shutting gyms down? Because the, there are elderly people who go to yeah. maintain their, me- not just their mental, but their physical well-being. Do you yes. know how many times I've been in the gym and I've been like, there was one time specifically after lockdowns and I was just like, fuck, like so, so grateful for the gym reopening. I was working out, I was doing dumbbell walking lunges and I had heavy dumbbells and on the turf next to me, cause I was working out at a gym that was like not, you know, they didn't, the mandates for vaccine passes hadn't dropped yet. So I was, you know, still able to be a part of that, but fucking I'm on the turf doing my, my lunges and I'm doing working sets with this old man. He had to have been pushing 70, like 75. Yeah. I would have put him around and he had little dumbbells and he was just like, I would go and then stop. And then he would go and like walk to where I was and then I would go and we were doing it together. And he was just beside me when we were doing it. And he was like, so impressed by the weight I was doing. And then just wanted to talk about, you know, back in my day, you know, I used to be able to do more. And I said, it's a fucking blessing that you're here, sir. Yes, like absolutely. bless up. Like I'm excited to see you. Yeah. I feel amazing working out beside you right now. And just having that moment to share that, that connection with you. Yeah. Um, so that's what the fucking gym does for people like Jesus. And-, but, and I think the thing at this point too, that what pisses me off is like, for one, they have no data, but two, why can't it be a choice though why why can't I choose to go in there and if someone feels like that is a let's say hot spot or that it is not a safe space for them why can't they choose to stay at home and work out why am I forced to not be there especially when it's been proven about this whatever we know what we know but like this is what I don't understand through this whole thing it's like okay at first sure the first time but after that shouldn't have been like this is your personal choice these are the places that are higher risk let's just say whatever um shouldn't that why why are we not adults and why are we not able to make those decisions and if you've done all the things to protect yourself I don't really know you know how else other people can be responsible for that to a degree you know like where's personal responsibility start like you know I'm not going to go cough on people if I'm sick I'm not going out of course basic understanding but the other day someone was literally like I felt like they were counting how many steps to stand behind. And at this point we were still like, we were wearing masks and everything too. Like me and Grant, we're not doing anything different. We were literally just standing there. And it was just like, I, I get the fear. It's mind boggling. 
but like yeah and, and just even at the gym too and I just wonder too like if you you went and got let's say like you got that box and you got that mask and it says on there that it doesn't protect you from COVID-19 but then it's my fault because I'm standing too close to you like at the gym or whatever like that hasn't happened in a while but you know what I mean like it's just I don't it no, makes me bad a little bit mentality it's and totally it's like, mentality I just, and I don't, I don't know. And it's, it's fucked up because it's like people have literally been fed this one-sided fucking narrative. And I'm going to say that boldly because there is a lot of information out there at public access. And if you are still sitting there denying, 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 everyone else on this trying to free Canada or bring awareness to it, we're literally, we, we're still here for you, but it's like, what the fuck? You know, mm-hmm. you you're 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 denying the fact that there is even an opposite side to this. Like, what fucking planet are you from? Where where do you come that, from? Where that is even a part of things? Like, you know, for me, it's just like I don't even care what you think. But why don't I have the dis- the freedom to think what I want to think? Or have yeah, why do we have to think the same thing? Why do we all have to do the same thing? It's fucked up, Brandy. It's fucked up. I I don't go into anybody's life and tell them what to do to make to their choices. That is, I'm strictly just always here and have always been here to fight for the ability for me to make that decision for myself, for my own reasons. And when it comes to all of this, if I feel that going to the gym is worth the risk of catching COVID, that should be my choice. Um, Right. No, and and I get like civil responsibility for sure, and for the but again, it's been two years now, and again, no, I don't get the civil responsibility thing anymore. I know that's fair, but like I'm just I like to play the devil's advocate as much as possible. Um, Yes, yes, yes. Again, if if I would be, and I've said this from the beginning, I'd be a little bit more understanding or less hesitant if and less angry if there was just like clear evidence, and they've asked for that, and it doesn't come out, and then it gets washed away. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, like, oh, I don't know. It just, I would like to see where, like I said, I'd like to see, and all the gym owners now I think are at the same way. All the fitness people are at the same way. Like, where's the data proving um, gyms are the hotspot? And Justif- furthermore, if they, yeah, where's the justification for that? And even if they aren't, shouldn't it then be up to us as Canadians, free human beings, to then decide, to decide. what risk is? Because I have <laughs> every time I get in a vehicle, I take a risk every time I go um, I don't know, doing it, not that I skydive, but whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like there's exactly. so many risks that us as adults, we need to be able to make them and no governing body should be able to decide for that. And that's just a part of life. And we have to advance. Like I'm, I'm just a little sad for everybody else that's been affected and dealing with stuff, um, outside of just COVID that <laughs> is hurting and there, no one's paying attention to that or care. It's like only one you know, and yeah. I, I just, I feel for everybody. I feel for everyone that is afraid. I feel for everyone that's mad. I feel I'm just really trying to uh, be understanding and come from a place of being like, we're all, we all don't know fucking anything. Yeah. Um, we're all doing our best. And I think that if we could just like all just be chill a little bit and just, you know, not be so reactive, myself yes. included, we would no, go yeah. further, right? And communicate and be more. open, like, like be open. open. Yeah. And I'm trying to be as much as I can, but then sometimes it's like you go to be open and then that whenever you're like, you know, post like, you know, the, the gyms Oof. and stuff and people are like, you know, and then they just get so mean. And then it, of course that's why people don't want to do it, you know? And anyways, guys, fitness um, to me uh, personally, 
saved my life. It stopped me from terrible behaviors. It made me grow up. It made me become an adult. It made me responsible. It made me commit to something. It made me, um, made my anxiety and social anxiety, like handleable, I guess is a word. Manageable. It's, like, yes. Manageable. It's like, it's, it's extended my life. It's opened me up to the most amazing people. It's, it's done so much. And, and if, if those that just think it's a vanity thing and that it's a, you know, it's silly to be fighting for that. I mean, that's, that's fine. You don't have to fight for it then, but those that matter and that there's so many people that have changed their lives around because they don't know where to put that, uh, let's say creative flow or that anger or that frustration or that anxiety. And the only way they know how to do that is to go to the gym and refocus their mind and, and do something positive and then come out feeling great that you have a win, that you did something positive. Like it is really a fundamental um, tool for so many people and so many mental illnesses, physical illnesses, um, age, just everything. People go there when they don't want to go to the bar or they're alone or they just went for a breakup or they had a bad day at work or like literally there's so many, so many things that the gym and fitness is for. And I think this is a hundred percent something worth fighting for. And I have from day one and we just became adaptable because we know how important it is to our mental health and we couldn't let the overlords of the world mess with that. So yeah, I feel very good that we adapted, but still nonetheless bullshit. And I we think shouldn't have I, had to dude. We yes, should have not, we should exactly. have never had to be in a position where we had to adapt in the fucking ways that we had to adapt. Like, I'm just going to go. And some people are going to, like, some people will agree and some people won't. And that's totally okay. Like, everyone is in their own place in this journey. But, like, this was literally like being in the worst abusive relationship of my life. And I have dated some fucking idiots in my time. So it was just so unstable, so uncertain, and so, like, you want to believe, you want to trust that they're doing the thing, the right, but, like, then the second, like these, the, honestly, the second the mandates came out, I was like, mm, <laughs> what? Like, yeah. I don't think I can ever trust the government again in or public health officials. Like, and it kind yeah. of paid sight to my, like, I'm like, okay, now I'm actually literally going to pay attention because before this, I didn't like, fuck, I didn't know who Bonnie Henry was. And like, I didn't know who any of these motherfuckers were. I knew literally Justin Trudeau, and now I know probably every premier across Canada uh, (laughs) and their public health official, um, and Teresa fucking Tam, literally. It's like, I'm awake now. I see it all. I wish that it was not this way, but we did not need to go through that. Uh, But but at the same time. I'm going to play devil's advocate and say, I fucking think we had Maybe we did. Like, I'm not saying No, I think, yeah. I'm not, but I think the only- it sucks. I wish it didn't have to come to this, but I think that there's been people and things happening for many years that have been like, Hey, Hey, this is weird. Hey, this is weird. You know, everyone's just was discrediting them. One of those hard lessons that like, yeah. yeah, And it sucks. I'm not saying it was all of that, but I'm just saying like, you know, it it would be one thing if the officials were a little bit more open and Transparent. transparent and it made sense and their words lined up. Like you can't tell me, be like, this is for health get this and we're going to give you a free donut. We're going to give you ice cream. Like I'm not saying that you can't eat donuts and ice cream, but to me, that is, I don't think that that's the epitome of health. I think that's epitome of balancing, but I honestly, Mm. to goodness, don't think that all that processed food is necessarily great for us. So to say that here, do this to make yourself healthy is just wild to me when it's like most of us in the fitness industry specifically 
um, not industry, but I mean, like into fitness at some point, uh, athletes, hikers, like anybody that does any sort of physical movement, like they care about the fuel that goes into their body. They care about yeah. things that are going on. They want to stretch. They want to move stuff because that accelerates their performance and whatever they're going for. So, you know, and that's why fitness is so important. It literally teaches you the fucking fundamental basics that everything you need in life, how to hold yourself accountable. I said this, how to you know, eat healthy, how to drink water, how to sleep. You know, if you don't have all those things, you plateau. And I think those things and those lessons, and most people agree, will cascade out into the real world, into your real life situations, you know, that you're not always going to have the best lift of your life, but you can look back and be like, well, at least I fucking did it. Well, you're not always going to have the best day at work or present the best report or do whatever, but you did your best. You could look back, work upon it, go back the next day. Like you have to learn to let your ego go. You have to learn to you know, also be your biggest motivator and pusher. There's yes. so many people and I get it. I get it. Working out at home is not easy, but someone said something the other day and it blew my mind. And it was like, we as adults need to parent ourselves. Mm. And most of us probably weren't taught how to do that because our parents probably weren't taught how to do that. And they just parented us. So we parent ourselves almost like we don't. So it's like, you're not mm. always going to want to work out or eat healthy or whatever. And yes, there's balance. Don't come at me, but you know what I'm saying? You have to be your parent and be like, eat your vegetables, drink your water, go to sleep on time, you know, positive thoughts. Like, you know, everything that you do for your kid, you still have to do for like almost that inner child as an adult. Literally. To, right. So it was just like, that's hundred percent true. And holding yourself accountable and that the, all these lessons come from the gym. Like when you learn that no one is coming to save you, you literally yes. take things and look through a different lens. And that's what I think. So like Brandy and I, we do, we do, we talk a lot about it. And I mean, like, especially in this season, like, I mean, because it's so relevant, like we can't not sit here and not say anything, but like there, as much as there was bad, there is still a balance of good. There's still a shift, like the shift of good in this, like Brandy left a job that she was miserable at and didn't feel like supported and, and growth there. So she left that and got, you know, took took her time and got a job that she really wanted I put myself through school like there has been so much so that's the other thing like yes I don't think we it sucked that we had to adapt in a lot of the ways that we did but the weird thing is is most of us or a good majority of people knew already how to adapt because of life experiences we've had so it's just like it was like we can either sit here and hang in the oh, fuck this, fuck that, fucking fuck, like everything fucking sucks. Or we could elevate from that and go, well, no, we've been there. We don't want to be in that that state anymore. Like, let's see yeah. what we can do. And a lot of people grew. Like, there has been massive growth. And you can feel it, like, inside, if, you know, like, we're getting a little weirdly collective energy. Uh, it's wild. But yeah. so it, it's done a lot of good, too talk a lot of shit about it because we talk shit about the stuff that doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense like make it make fucking sense and maybe we won't talk shit I don't know but (laughs) yeah like I don't even know what the point of that was like you know I don't know level up uh fucking yeah but it's man speak what the fuck is going on it's not I agree it's not and like we said if we taped this like a year and a half ago about this I think we would be in a lot different headspace but because we were able to like flip our mindset like what can we get out of this how can we move forward how focused do we on not... ourselves we stopped yeah. hyper focusing on what yeah. other people were doing we stopped trying to police other people 
we yeah. went inward, we focused on ourselves and we had mad personal growth. Like, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah, exactly. And, th- and then I think before we jump on to our guests and see what their experiences were like um, on this topic, because, you know, neither of us own, uh, I'm not a fitness instructor anymore, but sitting back oh, watching no. it, it kills me. And also just to put in for that, when the gyms first went down, do you know how many people reached out to me and were like, can you do some sort of online fitness something? Even Yes, I remember that. And I was just like, so uncomfortable because it had been so many years since I've done it. I had no idea what I was doing online. I was getting censored because of the music. Um, but I was just trying and I would do songs and then I would upload them to OneDrive and I'd let people just have free access to them and they could just like dance and do cardio at home because, you know, and one woman actually reached out to me and told me that she lost like 20 pounds by doing, it was just, she's like, cause I had all intentions. Yeah. All intentions to keep doing more, but I just, you know, the gyms opened back up, classes were back open. People were like in the need for it. And that, that's what right. I was doing it for. It wasn't to like make money or do it as a thing it was just like to help people at home and and then it was like open and dope. yeah so I went back and forth with it. it was a lot of fun but it's just like I'm just like I'm not a fitness instructor anymore um maybe one I just I don't know I love doing it but the uh the the time it takes and the scheduling is really hard um to do that kind of stuff and I'm just kind of at a different phase of my life I, if I if I'm dead I don't want to have to like have to have energy to teach a class um no, but anyways sure. I, I feel for them because like you put so much into it and you know you usually get paid for that hour that you're in class not the four or five hours that you spend outside of it so I imagine you know that was really hard for everyone spending all that time to come up with all these classes all this choreography for it to be shut down um same as gyms like we're going to like that the fucking bullshit that they have gone to in and out open close barriers this do that enforce extra cleaning protocols blah 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 yeah ask these people questions they've had to lose you know like a ton and and people too anxiety like half the time I didn't want to go at first because I was like I'm just too anxious to go to the gym um I just want to work out here where I know it's like you know fine and not safe from like potentially COVID just like safe from like exposing myself to what the outside world is right now I kind of want ostrich a little bit to get through this and that's kind of um and then also what is it like for personal trainers that went from training people in the gym all the time um, and maybe a handful at home to everybody now within two days are now working from home and now you have to go and change every single program to adapt to every single individual person to what they have and can do at home like that was not probably easy at all either and it just and probably no support, right? So mm-hmm. I just, and then let, let even just everyday people tr- oh, that yeah, in fitness or starting <clears throat> fitness or anything like that got rocked in and out all the time because fitness is a hard thing to commit to. And when it's that unstable, open, close, open, close, often than not, people will give up on it. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating to see when you know that that is a, the, a, a fundamental building block to a healthy life physically and mentally. Um, and whatever avenue where I'm not saying you need to go lift weights every day, if that's going for a hike, if that's going for a swim, if that's going to ride your horse, if that's vigorously cleaning your house or fucking having sex five times a day, I don't <laughs> care as long as you get thing. your heart rate up, right? Like, you know, and doing what works for you. And I think the biggest positive for me that came out of this was I had to look inside and figure out what kind of athlete am I? Am I one that is only athletic because of the gym? Or am I only good because I have a a mentor yelling at me at a class? Mm -hmm. Or do I have enough ball, like not balls, but like enough push inside of me and want inside me that I can parent and cheerleader and motivate myself. And it felt almost more empowering to drag my ass downstairs every single day. I didn't want to do it. I used to work out at home when I was like, in like 2012, 2010. And then I slowly started going to the gym and then I was in the gym full time. 
So to me to work out from home, I was like, fuck this. It's not motivating. I hate it. But I was like, this is all you got. Make the best of it. And yes, it's been great. And yeah, I'll share the videos of all of us, uh, the, the funny things that me and Grant did to survive. But we had fun with it. And I was like, you know what? This isn't forever. Guys, hard times aren't forever. This is going to change eventually. And hopefully we can all just adapt and, and really have to dig deep into that inner athlete and see, you know, what's more important. Is it everyone seeing you at the gym workout or is it that you just fucked out with all that you had? And body weight mm-hmm. shit is no joke sometimes. Like, I understand for the big boys it sucks. But, like, ladies, body weight shit is no joke. <laughs> it's not. Like, and I'm I'm do doing shit. that right now. And right? It, it does. It, it's it's actually, it's humbling. Thank you. That was, oh, you took the word right out of my mouth. Sorry. I love when we brain read each other. No, I love that. It was like, you literally were reading my mind and I loved it. Right. Um, and so it's like, how can you level up at home right now or wherever it is so that your fitness and your your health journey is not rocked by this bullshit now the food supply chain that's a little different that might be a little rough for people you know to get some stuff in the next little bit if that ends up being the case um but other than that like you can control your exercise with your body and cheap amount of um, gym equipment walmart as much as i hate going to those big places if you've got to do it then do it and yeah like i bought a trampoline for 200 dollars, and it's the best cardio ever my bike was just over 300 all like from amazon um yeah like I said we just start building it like you know if that's something that you want to do grab stuff every payday grab another set of dumbbells um they're really expensive sometimes <laughs> or look for you stuff like I just sold my other trampoline because I upgraded you know mm-hmm. so yeah just do what you can to adapt so that does not ever get rocked again for some fucking reason we go back into any of this type of bullshit <laughs> that part you're good you're like hey I'm good that is not going to get affected what else do I need to prepare for you know that's kind of yeah. how now I'm like, wow, I need to learn how to grow my own food. That's where my next venture is. Like, Ooh, I was just telling me. Ryan, I'm going to fucking make my own oat milk. He's yeah. Like, You're right? going to be that bitch, are you? And I was like, hell fucking yeah. I, am, I want chickens. The world ever goes down in this. If anything like this ever happens again. I want to know that I don't need the system to survive. Like for exactly. sure. Exactly. Agreed. So that's, yeah. So you guys, whatever you can do, reach out to me and Kayla, if you guys need some help, if you're like, I have no idea. And I looked on and there's tons of free stuff online. Like there's spin classes online. There's, um, jumping classes online. There's cardio classes. There's hit there's Tabata there's, there's so much. And there's lots of trainers that, you know, for a very good price, will help you go through that. Like tons we'll have some of them on the show, but even if it's a price thing right now, because fucking with inflation, I get it, but there are free stuff. And if you're still really lost, like reach out to any one of us, we will always be there to help. Just like our number one, like number one tip always is reach out to community. I'm struggling. How do you do this? I have been accountability partner being like, okay, what'd you do this week? Like you want me to text you every week and ask you, and then you can check in with me. You know, like you can do those things as well. There's coaches, there's tons of, tons of resources. You just have to reach down and find the inner athlete and, and decide that they, nobody can ruin that for you. And the minute that no one can take that from you, you're never afraid to lose it. Bam. We're going to put that on a shirt. And maybe that's already a quote from somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, do you think it's time we'll um, hop on to our guest of this episode? Yeah, I think that sums it up for us, dude. All right. Let's. Okay, babe, so we're going to get on to our first guest of this episode. You guys, I'm so excited because online platforms really do bring you the greatest people, another human that is just so honest, so open, so inspiring. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our first guest of this episode, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? Good, Brandy. How's it going? I'm so good. I'm so excited we're doing this. I'm so excited you agreed to this and uh, um, what we're going to talk about today because it's really important right now. 
I think so. And I'm excited. Like, thanks for having me. Yes, no problem. So before we get into the topic at hand, can you give us our, uh, us and our community just a little bit of an idea about yourself? Of course. How much time do we have? <laughs> All the time you want. Because, I mean, we could go on for hours <laughs> on the backstory of this guy. That's of perfect. This guy that you have on. Uh, well, as you know, I'm Ryan. Uh, a lot of people call me now Coach Ryan. Uh, originally born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Oh. It, uh, like I said, born and raised. So me, I went, lived there till I was, uh, I don't know, 20, 21, 22. And then moved out to Kelowna. I'm 32. So this is 10 years ago. Nice. Um, I met my wife back in Winnipeg when we were 12. <gasps> oh, that's so cute. And we started dating when we were 15. Mm-hmm. And a long uh, love story. I love that. Oh, man. And the argument still stands. I'm <laughs> guaranteeing we've dated. We dated for three months when we were 12 and she denies it. But it just, <laughs> it just meant the world to me. It didn't mean anything to her. So that's <laughs> That's, That's a good one to over. That's good blackmail. <laughs> exactly. And uh, we started dating when we were 15. And then we got married when we were 20, 21. Nice. Our honeymoon was in Disney World. <gasps> That's so cool. So if you want to know a bit about my personality, that says a whole lot. <laughs> That's perfect. It's like in our house, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, all about fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, we got married when we were 20, 21. We moved out to Kelowna just shortly after. We got married in November, and then we moved out to Kelowna in January of 2011. And then, um, so I think Kelowna was like going, just kind of coming up from the crash, the economic crash in 2008. So then work was kind of scarce. So wasn't feeling it here. So we moved back to Winnipeg. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, we lived there for two years and we found ourselves telling everyone how beautiful the Okanagan was in Kelowna. <laughs> and then uh, finally it clicked in. We're like, why the hell are we talking about it? Mm-hmm. We need to go back. Yeah. So awesome. we moved back 2014, April 2014, and haven't looked back. It, uh, it's just, you can't deny. Anyone who's experienced the Okanagan knows the Okanagan. Agreed. <laughs> you know, you just, it's, it's uncomparable. Um, it's a paradise for sure. Exactly. And so then we got, uh, we got, we got married, we moved to Kelowna. Um, and then we had kids. We have two boys. Uh, they're six and four. They're going to be seven and five this year. So uh, that's exciting. Two boys um, right up my alley. <laughs> I don't know. They love it here too. That's it. You know what? It is kind of a kick in the ass because this is all they know. That's very fair, too. That's fair. I guess they're very lucky that way. I remember growing I grew up on the island, so it's like it's not necessarily like it's that's crap compared to I'm saying Okanagan, but here I was like, it's just different here. There's just something. Okanagan. I know I'm from the island, it's saying BC, it's beautiful, but the Okanagan just has this different magic in the summertime, exactly. And for my kids knowing just this you know what i had to you know what? i had them i've raised them and i still despise them 
<laughs> I think that means that you're doing good in parenting them and yeah. supposed to make their lives a little bit better. I mean, I can understand the resentment though. I look at my cats like, fuck you, you sleep all day and I go to work. <laughs> you are sucking just everything. Yeah. You know? No, it you know it this is exactly oh man, like I said, how much time do we have to go into the backstory? <laughs> everything seems to lead into the next, like the mountains, I remember being a kid, I watched a movie, it's called Silver Wolf or something like that. It's about this kid, he goes to his dad's or stepdad's place, and he doesn't want to, his dad is like some ranger in this like mountainous region, I don't know. And what hit me was this kid, he would skateboard to school, and then the next day he'd be snowboarding. You know, like then he'd snowboard down the hill, put his snowboard on his backpack, switch out his skateboard and skateboard home. I was like, this is unreal. Like I've been skateboarding for 21 years, snowboarding just as long. So this was like, what the heck? This is possible. <laughs> and then I saw the mountains. My dad's a trucker. And uh, so I went with I used to always go with him everywhere. And we went to Calgary one time. And I saw these things in the horizon. I was like, Dad, what are those things? He's like, those are mountains. And ever since then, I've been hooked on mountains. It's a different lifestyle. It is. It really is. You breathe different. Oh, man, the smell. Yeah. Oh, I had a bucket list thing when we first moved here. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to have a pickup truck. That's standard. I'm going to just, I envision coming down this mountain overlooking the, this lake and the mountains, all these things. And sure enough, I went up to Glen Rosa. I don't know if anyone's familiar with uh, Kelowna in general or West Kelowna, but Glen Rosa, um, you get up to the top. And then as you're coming down, there's this one road that you can see everything. And oh, man, I was just like, this is life. This is home. This is where I got to be. That And that's like, to me, like that. And that's what Canada is, right? And I mean, I'm sure it's like that everywhere else. But I just feel like there's so many places there where it's just like, Everything that you want is here. I don't know. <laughs> I sound so corny, but that's what I feel about the Okanagan. I was like, I'm always like, we were the same way. We, uh, we were, I'm from the island, but we moved to Grand Prairie or lived in Grand Prairie. It's where I missed my spouse. And we we're talking about where we wanted to live. And we're like, oh, clone is out of the question. We're like, but why? And it's because it was it's such a dream. And then once you realize you can actually live here and, and you yes. know, it's not saying it's easy or it's cheap by any standards, but the rest doesn't matter. You'll do whatever to be in this location because it has those places where you feel like you're in some sort of dream or in a movie or it's not real life. And you're like, no, it is. Like, I'm like, are we in, like, are we in the Swiss, like driving out to Vernon? I'm like, are we, are we in like the Netherlands? Are we in like the Alps? Or, like, are we, where are we? Are we in Ireland or something? Like, yeah, it's so beautiful. Oh man. It, the, it's funny that you bring that up because I was going to like just kind of add into like driving by Cal Lake and like the different yes. colors of the lake. Like that's beautiful that side. Yeah. But then you're driving to Penticton. Yes. And I remember we were driving with my wife's parents and we're, and I just remember like looking at everything. I'm like, man, this reminds me of Mexico. This reminds me of the, what I imagine the Philippines would look like. And yes. like, I have no clue. No. And then, <laughs> and then my wife's dad was like, just let it, be what it is it's the okanagan just shut up basically let it be what it is and just enjoy it i'm like still it just seems so like magical yeah magical and out of this world that you can't believe that you're in it 
Yeah. And you're so blessed to live there. And I think that's why, and I don't know if about you, but like uh, this last week has been such a release because I feel if I look back, let's say in the last two years, I feel super grateful because we were living in Grand Prairie um, just the uh, fall before we had moved here 2019. So we literally just moved here and COVID happened. And I remember being so like I never got a chance to like meet anybody or, or experience life here or anything before mm-hmm. it happened. But then on the flip side, the positive, I'm like, I'm so glad that I was in such a beautiful place through all of this because no matter what was happening or what is happening inside, we have the outdoors and yeah. that has no restrictions and no mandates and no, you know, nobody was, you went to the beach and people weren't, well, there might be one or two people wearing masks, but it didn't, people weren't social distancing together and I felt super lucky in those moments and mm-hmm. I don't know if you did too but I would just like when I was especially stressed out I'd just take those moments of stillness and look around and be like wow like Canada's pissing me off but I do yeah. feel super blessed to be here because it is gorgeous and it and and I think that also lights the fire in me to be like okay I'm fighting for this motherfucker because I love it <laughs> totally right I, yeah absolutely and to yeah. have kids. So that's got to be like, we have uh, fur babies. So, you know, it's important that they are raised in a, in a happy world too, but it doesn't really affect them. As long as we're happy, they're happy. Um, but I think yeah. that too is like, you grow up and you're seeing this beauty that you're able to provide for your kids. And it's like, you don't want to let that go for them right now. And I think a lot of parents are feeling that right now, specifically. Mm-hmm. And and I, and I like, we talked about how beautiful it is and like the outdoors and you can go to the beach. Like you drive over the lake most likely once a day. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're, there are people who are like, oh my goodness, you live across the bridge. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. I drive to Lake Country, but the bridge is my scare. I'm like, Ugh. what? Oh <laughs> I'm, my I'm goodness. so scared of it. I'm a terrible okay. driver. So, so let me just paint this picture. It's beautiful. You, oh man, but the senses, right? Our whole life is built on senses: what we see, smell, taste, all these things, what we feel. Now. Every day I drive over the bridge. Now, summertime, um, say it's like fucking, I don't know, 35 degrees, 40 degrees, middle of summer. You drive over the bridge and it drops probably three degrees. And you get this sense of freshness. You see it. You visually see it. You smell it. You can almost taste in the air. You see people on the beach. You see boats in the lake. You see the sailboats. You see the yachts. You see everything, and you're just engulfed in what the Okanagan is every day. And everyone is turned away from this bridge as if it's this huge, I don't know. It's the wintertime the most. I just my driving anxiety, but I totally agree. And when it's like... When you watch it, when you're coming down and the like, like the sun's just coming down over the city and then you can see all of it when you're coming down is probably one of the most breathtaking things. I, I remember when we drove in, I was like, oh my God, this is our home. Holy shit. Right? Yeah, I agree. Have I you ever totally. found yourself going up to top of a mountain anywhere and just sitting there? Yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We like to, um, well, I actually drive out to Lake Country every day. So I do have a little bit of highway experience. And uh, in the summertime, it is my favorite when the sun's just coming up and the lake's all quiet. And I honestly just like, Totally. I don't know if you start your day every day that day, like that way, it's, it's hard to, you know, if you can just come back to those moments and those frustration times, like I really feel like it gives you a lot of serenity and just being like, okay, it's a big, big grand scheme of things. Like calm down, <laughs> totally <laughs> calm, chill. But no, I, yeah. I agree. It's, I think for me, I just, I've been in a lot of car accidents, but I, I agree that going down and seeing that when we drove in for the first time, when we moved, it was just such a, you know, alignment. You're like, this is where I need to be. This has totally. everything we want. 
a sense of peace. Yeah. And then fucking you know? no, just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm really glad that we were here for that though, because I don't know. I love Grand Prairie, but we just weren't like, you know, didn't feel like we're super motivated for life or it was just like going through the motions up there where it was like here, we were so motivated to go do new things and meet new people. And it was like, no, you can't because you're a germ and you're going to kill everyone. And you're like, what? <laughs> no. Right. Fuck off with that. So uh, Coach Ryan, Ryan obviously means and what what we're here for to talk about uh, in the sense of like what you do for a living. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you do as a career in fitness? Totally. Um, it's a, kind of like, a, and again, do we have 10 hours <laughs> to go through this? I don't know. But let's cut the chase. Let's try to make this short. I think someone now knows the fun of podcasting and how easy it is to come up with content. How much you want to bet we're going to be uh, <laughs> hearing uh, Coach Ryan's podcast drop in uh, about two weeks' time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the whole two weeks will be me talking. Yeah, that's the whole point of your podcast. You get to do it. No one talks back if you don't want them to. <laughs> well, let's let's dive in. Yes. I mean, um, let's start with fitness because it all kind of ties in with everything and it's interesting how it ties in so i started martial arts when i was eight um again reference i'm 32 i'm an old soul um so i started when i was eight i started in taekwondo and uh dabbled in that for a bit and then i got into to karate which i i did not like at all oh my goodness i was so shy my personality was just like self-deprecating. Oh man, I just was not confident. And then I remember the the guy, the instructor, he was just like, You have to go, huh, huh. I'm like, what? Uh-huh. Not a chance. I am yes. not screaming. I'm now I have yogi. performance anxiety, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you want me to kick way above my head and go high up? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pass I mean, out just from doing that. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm just, not I'll, you know I'll be wheezing. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. So we got Taekwondo, we got karate in there. And then uh, throughout junior high, I went through wrestling. And then that's junior high, beginning of grade seven. Uh, I was 12 years old. I remember we were getting this, we were first day of school, we were getting assigned homerooms. And uh, I remember sitting there on the gym floor, 12 years old, keep in mind. And all I can think about was me sitting on the floor and my shirt being too tight and everyone just looking at my love handles. How sad is that? Ugh, it's just fucking, it's, it's when you got start talking to people and you realize how many kids were suffering with that and no one was talking about it. That's, that's why I'm glad we're talking about it now is for the future generation to at least understand how to digest those feelings or how to deal with them, you know? And recognize it. Yeah, exactly. Recognize it because if we can recognize it, there's, in my mind, there's two paths. One that you resent yourself and you go down this path of destructiveness. Mm-hmm. And you, you, could, you can go into addictions. You can go food addictions, drug addictions, all these things. Um, and you can add to it because you don't feel worthy. And so why try? Or you can recognize it and you can go down a path of healing. Yeah, healing and action and doing something about it. But I guess we can say there's two parts to that because you can take action in an unhealthy way. Totally. 
and a healthy way, right? So we have all these avenues. How is a child supposed to figure this out or even be overwhelming? Yeah, or even be confident enough to recognize these are the options. Mm -hmm. I could either kill myself going down these addiction paths or, you know, like hurt myself. Not necessarily kill myself, but just well, also I, start new bad behaviors potentially whether that's you know exactly. like falling into video games or eating or drugs or alcohol or yeah any Anything. bad behavior pa- patterns that you can develop you know to to cope with it or to mm-hmm. distract yourself exactly so i i think at the time i i just like i said i wasn't a very confident kid i just mm-hmm. i was very inward everything and like I'm gonna try to stay away from my upbringing um (laughs) but my upbringing played a huge toll in that and just like having to self-heal in a way Mm -hmm. and um you know it just I got sent into this thing now I wasn't ever like depressed or anything I wouldn't say that but I was mindful and I was like you know I don't even I no one in my life or family worked out or exercised I just, I was around friends in school and I was in volleyball, wrestling, badminton, all these things. So fitness, I think, is just an innate thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's just in my DNA. I love it. It's an outlet. Um, oh, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That outlet at 12 eventually turned into my cousins saying, hey, Ryan, I was 15. And they're like, there's a club and uh, you should come out and try it. It's a Muay Thai club. Oh, cool. And uh, so in Winnipeg, there's an area that we call the North End, which is like rough, <laughs> like <laughs> crime and murder. Yeah. And like, and that's where I lived. I lived in this rough and gruff community. So Street Smarts was a huge plus, let's say. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so where this club was, was like Hooker Central. Mm-hmm. Like, just rough. I'm 15. I take the city bus. And, you know, you're passing prostitutes asking you, you want to do this, you want to do that. 15, you have no clue. And you're just kind of in this, like, junkyard community. But you find this this junkyard building that is offering training. And my trainer... Still love him, Brian Kelly. Uh, if anyone knows of him in Winnipeg, definitely check him out. Um, he was my first real coach, and 15 um, started training. I trained, like you said, it's your outlet. So I trained um, at the time, it was about an hour every day, an hour every day. That's awesome for that age too, right? Like I think about kids now. I mean, it does happen, but that's a lot for that age to do and, something that's so positive, right? Like first mm-hmm. and physically and, probably exhausting. <laughs> well, I didn't even. I would just. I. It wasn't even exhausting hmm. when you're when you're going through something and you find your outlet. You will push. It's like a hamster on a wheel. That's true. You just go. You don't. You don't think this is hard. This. You just your mind is clear and you sit in that. And that I think is what an outlet is, is clearing your mind. And Mm -hmm. it's not hard. It's not easy. It's just like floating in a way. That's fair. Yeah. You know, and totally like for me, that was, nothing was hard about it. It just, 
and for 15 to decide I'm taking the bus there every day. You know, like I needed to get away from something and, uh, and that was my outlet. So at 15 and I trained that way for two years, I had my first amateur Muay Thai fight oh. in, uh, 2007, I think I was 17 or 18, 17, I think. And, uh, for my fight, I trained, I think for maybe a year, no, Maybe I would say, you know, just be safe six months. Let's say six months, three hours a day, five days a week. Has a lot. Oh, man. And on top of that, I was moving furniture as a job and (laughs) and I was skateboarding as much as I could. I would go. I'd work, then go skateboarding, then I'd go to class. And then in the evening, we go night skateboarding. That's crazy. Your body. Isn't it funny when you think back to that and you think about doing that now and you're like, hmm. You know what? I have kids who are like prodigy, like their their scooters, their bikes, their skateboards, and now I do like twenty minutes. I'm like, okay, (laughs) guys, my legs are on fire and my hips hurt, my back hurts. (laughs) Like Like I'm feeling my age now. (laughs) Like honestly, well, not even like it's a toss up because it's like I relate with the people who are like back in my day. Yeah, that's true. You're like, no, I'm not there yet. No, but I'm such a disgrace to them because they're like, you're not even, you're 30, man. Like, no, there was that weird time. I'm 35. I feel it. You're like in that mean where you're like not allowed to say that you're old, but you're not allowed to be with the young people either. I then, yeah, I'm forced to be silent about my aches and pains. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm still at that peak where I'm like, I'll still show you up. Yeah, well, my yeah, my ego is going to tell me, and then my body will probably make me do something yeah. awkward and embarrassing. But it's okay; it'll be good for everyone. It's funny. <laughs> exactly. So it's a weird toss-up. So with all that going on, martial arts is a huge influence in my life, in my fitness, let's say career. Um, and the mentality so- comes a lot with that too, right? Like the um, like clarity. Like when you're fighting, I imagine you have to like be really focused on what you're doing. I find like trying to meditate. I've never realized lately it's something new to me, um, but I never realized how busy my brain is. I'm like, fuck, this is annoying. I would imagine like when you're fighting and stuff too, you probably have to work on like focusing directly on what's in front of you. In my mind, I'd be like, okay, so after this, I'm gonna <laughs> do totally. da, 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 da. <laughs> And that's that's when something becomes when it's like I was saying this innate thing you don't even think about it right once you do something long enough and you commit yourself to these certain things it it becomes less of i have to Mm -hmm. and more of i want to or i need to i if i don't do it i'm missing out on something i feel at a loss here yeah oh and it's benefit beneficial on so many avenues it's hard not to you know, and when you feel the benefits from it, it's just like when you start at the gym, you know, when you start to, you know, those first little while, sometimes it's harder, but then you start feeling like you went up in a weight or, you know, whatever your goal is, yeah. you get a little bit close to it and it's just more motivating. And then it's just, you know, mm-hmm. it becomes easier too with that. And things become second nature and like, it's, you know, you, you don't even think about it anymore. And that's for yes. me with fitness. It wasn't, or how my, like I ate with my food journey for example I didn't just like eat healthy yesterday like it didn't happen like that it was like okay I'm gonna put spinach in so much fruit and sugar smoothie and I just slowly started taking those things out and then I slowly just started eating spinach but it took me like two years Um, just like coffee I've never drank coffee I think I would probably have a heart attack I like pre-workout and 
I'll have, but I've never had a full cup of coffee. I'm pretty hyper human being. I think I'd probably have, I don't think any want to be my friend. Well, I think you and I both know the milligrams in pre-workout of caffeine. Yes, much worse. I don't know what you take. There's There are supplements that have low caffeine. Yes. But then I'm but... doing a workout and all my energy is going to lifting the iron. If I did that in my everyday life on top of my hyperness and no like <laughs> physical, like, you know, balance to that, I would probably just sit there and vibrate in my chair. And I 100% know I would have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just better safe than sorry yeah and I'm an I'm an addictive personality um and uh I just know that it, coffee can be very addicting and caffeine and I you know I'm also like staying up yeah. and learning I'm so my sleep sometimes isn't the best I know I'll depend on it so I've just made kind of a personal promise that if I don't if I can live without coffee to not because I'll be one of those people that can't live without it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so my easy is like okay you get your pre-workout because and that's caffeine because you're gonna focus your energy on lifting and not annoy the whole entire human race (laughs) you know right (laughs) right as well you know what i recommend you not having coffee by the sounds of it so exactly so i've never done coke i'm like i don't think i would have (laughs) friends if i ever did that now weed whole different story chills me out mellows me out takes me down a couple notches you know so you got to totally. work with your personality and your quirks, right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, you don't even need anything. You're just the life of the party. Yeah. I'm like, you yeah, got to let it happen. You just let it flow. I used to hate it, but now I love it. You know, I got a podcast and it, and it works out good for me. <laughs> but yeah, Another fitness, little outlet. Yeah, absolutely. And fitness is definitely one for me for my anxiety, for just everything. Like it helped it. One thing that this whole movement really, I think we're showing people is that fitness too, sometimes. And I love like the story behind it because so many people just think like, oh, you just go to the gym. That's all you care about. But when you get talking to people and like yourself, a lot of us have been in like athletes in some form our whole lives. We've been interested in different avenues. It wasn't always just going to the gym and lifting weights. That wasn't for me. I was like in sports and a dancer and, you know, doing all those different kind of things, took a break for a bit. And then I love doing like cardio classes. I like doing stuff that, you know, makes me want to throw up from I can't breathe. You know, it's good to have all these different things. And this movement, I think, was really showing people, um, and if people didn't know this before, of how much it, it helps out just outside the physicality of it, like your mental health, your your creative outlets. Like if I don't go to the gym, I feel like as an artist, I can't create as well because I'm just so pent up in emotions that I can't explain or I can't, you know what I mean? And it's, it's mm-hmm. so beautiful to see everyone standing up and being like, no, 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 fitness is so many people's outlets um, in so many different ways and avenues. And it starts at a young age for a lot of us because we did do a body image especially in our day and age I think because like MTV was like a really big thing I think there was absolutely no way our parents were there dealing with their body issues and their shit they had no way to even teach us about ours and help us with theirs so we got their bad habits on top of you know and it's just like pressure yeah at such young ages and then you just start developing all this fuckery at a very young age and then all of a sudden you're like 30 you're like I should probably address these patterns Mm-hmm. in your 30s yes it's a good time this is happens right? to everyone right that's why it's your midlife crisis no yes no just me great I, you know what let's just say 30 is the new midlife it is although and... it's probably it's not but no just, just because we're here yeah <laughs> once we hit 40 then we'll say this is the midlife crisis yes then we hit 50 that and it'll go on which yes. it's just about making yourself feel comfortable right yeah absolutely and it's so funny my mom she's like don't wait you get to fuck at 50 that's when you'll really not give a fuck i'm like oh i thought it was 30 she's like oh no 
every year think like it just doubles wait till you get to 50 it's like quadruple you don't give a fuck I'm like this is great <laughs> i can't wait for that actually right and i like... think i think that's great um that we could we could just all like laugh but like i just don't care about age anymore you know like it is what it is it's, it's like you said it's about how you feel right and i'm sometimes yeah. i feel like i'm 12 <laughs> just kidding. like did you just laugh at someone that farted in there did you did you just yeah. say that out loud were cool. you the one who farted and laughed yeah. at it? Yeah, probably, and just blame it on someone else, you know? <laughs> but like you said, you go to Disneyland, you got to have, you have to enjoy the fuck out of life. And if you've ever had times where you didn't, I think it's super things that bring you back to, you know, feeling that way. And yeah, yeah well, this is that for a lot of people. Yeah, and it wraps back to before we got going on this tangent here. Yeah, see, I told you. Uh, you're right. Easy. It's easy. It's <laughs> but- easy to tangent. But before we got into it, we touched on the mindset. Mm-hmm. And this is where it all kind of ties in together for me and my growth and my approach to life and fitness and career, uh, family, all these things is the term mindset. Mm-hmm. And it stems from martial arts, especially, specifically my Muay Thai, let's say career, um, like you said, fighting or meditating, all these things, especially fighting, it's a self-motivating um, sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, skateboarding, self-motivating, snowboarding. You don't have this team, this... Um, Shared responsibility. Yeah, or the common goal or mm-hmm. someone else picking you up or encouraging you. You you slam, you fall, you get knocked out. You got to get back up. You got to decide whether or not you keep going on. Mm -hmm. Right. So Muay Thai, I I was such an angry kid. Just so much resentment. Um, I later in life, I realized I, I needed a lot. I was like the black sheep of the family. Everyone, I feel like everyone can say they were the black sheep of the family. (laughs) right we all have this, way, yeah you know like the, in some aspects you're just like nobody else is like me yeah you know like for me I would say I was the more emotional child I needed love like my my love language I've learned is like words of affirmation yeah me too I feel that and, and I think that stemmed from not getting it yeah you know like I longed for just this like good job you know, I longed for this thing. And so there's this hole. And this martial arts was an outlet to get, like, that pent-up anger out. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't filling this hole. It was just getting it out and move on. Not not patching up, you know. Yeah. It wasn't filling. It wasn't helping. It was like, like a Band-Aid, maybe, in a sense? Kind of. But it, yeah. it, it almost like you have, it's like you're filling up a cup. And the cup is too heavy, so you pour a little bit out. Yeah, that's great. You know, you're just getting rid of this, like, overwhelming, this flooding feeling of anger or sadness or resentment just to keep going on, you know. And so with fighting, I remember I was a motherfucker. I was, you know (laughs) what? I, you know what? And I still hold on to this comment my trainer made. He was holding pads for me, and I was training for my fight. And he was like... And he's he was a world champion, Muay Thai, like golden gloves, all these things. And he's like, you can be lightweight champion of the world, man. And that 
was like I said, words of affirmation. Yeah. Talk about the peak. Yeah. Like yeah. you're kidding me. The you're, yeah, like yeah. some in that moment, I realized there's something I have that is worthy, you know, like that mm-hmm. I can hold on to that I am good at. Yeah, you know, I recognizing such success in front of me, saying this and respecting that, and have that naturally come towards you in this like respect and encouraging way. It was this huge like moment of like, okay, I'm on to something. I, I, I'm good at something. doesn't matter what anyone says. doesn't matter how bad someone brings you down. You can hold on to something finally. You know, like a little buoy in the, in the midst of the ocean. It's like, no matter what, I'm still afloat. And that, you know, just that reassurance is so great. Yeah, it's a beacon so then, of hope that, that you're not alone and that there's, yeah. there's belief and there's something a you don't even know what it is but it's something yeah there's and that's you, enough. Have, you have a reason now mm-hmm. you have a purpose you have a why which is this the mindset of it all is why what is your why totally. um so this is how it all ties together so then i go into my fight knock him out second round flying knee. nice boom just written it off and then my trainer says okay take two weeks off and i was like no like <laughs> like you said addictive personality like this yeah. is my outlet this is who i am and now you're telling me to stop like everything i'd known for for the last two almost three years is this this is who i am and now you tell me to stop fuck you <laughs> yeah and i even told him i was like man if i stop i don't see myself coming back there like, like school <laughs> I, yeah like i don't at 17 18 you're graduating for me i was kicked out of the house now i need full-time work i need to find myself a place i need to pay rent i need to get groceries i need to learn how to live and now you're telling me that i got to stop yeah when it's like, like your, your thing yeah and it's my outlet now i need it the most and you're telling me to stop for recovery the guy didn't even hit me <laughs> like you're, you're telling me that i gotta stop why for, for what reason so then i stopped and then i stopped for i think oh, a little bit over a year um, but the whole time I, I was working out, right? Nice. So two parts of my fitness career is weightlifting and martial arts. Cool. I started weightlifting when I was 12, right? When I was grade seven, I was insecure about my little love handles. So I started working out then and then just committed to, it just ties in together so naturally. Yeah, no martial arts and general fitness, like weightlifting. So then I maintained weightlifting um i was working out every day i'd run to the gym work out full but every workout was a full body um and then run back home uh moved out lived on my own ambitious i think about that now and i'm like "Hmm, that's nice i'll get in my car (laughs) (laughs) right but i didn't have a license that's fair oh that's fair i'd probably so once i got my license (laughs) guess what i'll take my car yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know this whole fitness thing i'm not quite that committed anymore yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I can even stop for like a donut on the way. Yeah, yeah, that that'll convince me if it's hot enough out. Maybe we'll no, you know <laughs> all this stuff, whatever. So, uh, we got martial arts, and then kind of falling off the rails a little bit. Seventeen, eighteen, um, still working out, but I, I wouldn't, I was never like. There's a whole different mindset for like bodybuilding, totally. you know. Like you're, it's a totally different dedication to it. 
and uh, there's like general fitness and you're working out and this is you, you kind of like the pump or the and the energy or the people all these things you just go this is what you do and that's what my training was and then i got back into martial arts um i think just uh like then i got in, like i was doing boxing i boxed with a couple champions i wrestled um and then we got into jiu-jitsu and mma that's fun there's so, and many, then, uh, so many varieties. Oh, man. Well, mixed martial arts <laughs> is all of them combined. Yeah, okay. That's Yeah, that's right? fair. Right? That's so fair. I put all of my skills into this one thing, started training for my fight, and my same coach, I mean, like, something went wrong with submitting my EKG and blood work for the fight, Uh-oh. and it never happened. Oh, for fuck. You know, and uh, again, like, this, like, I've been training for so long, all these things. It's a different, like, water loading. Have, do you know anything about water loading? No. Oh, my goodness. It's like... Sounds you, like a lot. <laughs> while you load up with water, that's for sure. That's, uh, <clears throat> I would not be able to handle at all. Oh, well, you gradually <laughs> gain. You gradually consume more and more and more and more and more water throughout a time frame, like a week or two weeks, whatever it was. Okay. I was one, I was 160 pounds. He wanted me to fight at 145 pounds. Oh, wow. And, and uh, so I lost weight till I was about 152, but I couldn't lose anymore. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a big drop. Like, I had probably not a lot of time too, right? No. Well, this, we, I knew for like six months that I was going to fight. So it was like trying to get it down, but I couldn't get past that 150, 152 mm-hmm. mark. Um, so he was like, okay, we're going to try water loading. And, uh, from what I did, I don't know if it's changed from 1925 when I did it, it feels like, but you just <laughs> gradually increase your water load. And, uh, I think I got up to like four liters or whatever it was a day. And then you just stop and you piss it all out. Oh my gosh. And you drop significant weight but you're so dehydrated you it's so unhealthy i feel like i'd be angry <clears throat> oh man like I, I can't remember how i was feeling all i knew was that i can't cut anymore <laughs> no doubt and then the mind that's one thing that i love about um that i will never be a person that would be able to compete in, in like a bodybuilding competition so stop my I'm not the mental capacity ever to have that. But I, the one thing that I love about it that I feel a lot of people discredit is the, the mindset of like, whether you're doing a bodybuilding competition or fighting as well, would be the same thing. It's like, you have a certain thing to follow, even though it's the hardest thing ever, you're just so committed to that and you follow it no matter what, like that can't be easy taking that four liters of water a day. And then, then reversibly just like not having any of it and the control people have to have for the types of competitions they do, I find is so wild but I also think it like teaches you so much in other aspects in your life of how to be dedicated it's like well I did this so I can do that you know like (laughs) if you can Mm -hmm. drink four liters of water one day like or yeah when you go to your next you're like oh I fucking slayed that this should be easy to do you know Mm -hmm. and it all comes back to your why yeah and that's your fuel right and that's just it if you what oh man it's like I forget the saying. It's like if 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 he knows his why, there's no how or there's no. Basically, it's like if you know your why, you're gonna get it done. 
Yeah, totally. Right? Like, there's no way, there's nothing going to stop you. Yeah. Um, and so, but then you, it, when you commit to something and it gets ripped from you, and then you crash, and you're like, fuck, all that for nothing. Yeah. What holds you is your why. Totally. Absolutely. Now that why can be toxic. Yes, been there. Right. So I, I, I'm, I'm so intrigued with bodybuilding. I, I want to compete. You know, like it just part of me is like, I think I got like, I think if I committed and I did all the right things, um, I think I would have like a pretty decent like bodybuilding physique that you know I could probably do pretty well. But I think I would get into this like. Well, now I know my peak. Yes, that's my biggest issue. <laughs> you know, like now nothing is substantial. Uh, everything is like subpar. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, and that's and- where it's like I just got over. Well, I still suffer with body dysmorphia, but not nearly as much as I did in the past. And I'm like, I don't want to go back to that. And I'm afraid that that would – and maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. in the headspace to even chance that. Right. It's kind of scary. It it's is like, a little bit. That's why I commend wise. them because I'm like, that's that's awesome. You guys can't because I – don't want to be fighting that girl because I fought her for a long time and now I'm just like cool with it, you know? But yeah. I think if it's something that, like you said, if it's something that you want to do and that's something you really want, then nothing will stand in your way, right? Or when it's the right time. Sometimes it's something yeah. you're like, oh, could I do that? And then all of a sudden, you know, you think about a thought and then two years later, place where you're like, oh man, if I just like cut a little bit from here, you know, for me, if I was like mm-hmm. ever going to do a competition, I would probably prep for like a whole year and pretend to see yeah. where I was at and then like two years out from a show and then I was like okay if I could commit to that one year then I would hire a coach and then let them bring me to the next like year for that that's kind of yeah. you know but uh you just know when things are yours and like um things getting ripped away too like that I think um is a big testament to what's happened to all of us in last year when it comes to fitness specifically like how many times has it been ripped away from us you know I feel very blessed that we made our own gym at home but I know that that's a very privileged and lucky thing that we were able to do that I know a yeah. lot of people weren't able to and I don't know if people really understood how much that affected their mental health until it wasn't there anymore you know I don't I don't think I did I was just like I took the gym as like oh it's just there and it is but then it got to go away and I didn't have my outlet and I was like "Ooh, this is uncomfortable yeah <laughs> yeah what do I do with myself um let's pick up a cat and start lifting them because I got nothing. But what kept you going? You know, like, so now. Exactly. Right. That's the thing is your why. Mm -hmm. What kept you going? You had to have a why. Why did you need it? Why was this so important to you? Right. You knew in yourself that you had this why part. And as soon as it was taken away, you found a way. Totally. It made you find your inner athlete your your inner self like you just you you know everything you just you you would move mountains to make something happen as long as you knew your why and your why was maybe an outlet maybe it was getting away from this getting away from that or whatever it may be you had a why and you knew it and you were going to do anything that you could to make it happen and then you feel so much stronger after you've accomplished that and did right so it's like now every time it's happens because if for some reason it continually happens hopefully not after this weekend just kidding. um you know but it was just like mm-hmm. I think looking back and being like what did I do that was really successful and what can I do better next time and it was like 
my -hmm. mentality was what hit the first time and we figured it out. We adapted. And so next time it wasn't so hard because we, and I think that's just like accustomed to life. You just kind of can look back and like you said, be proud of all the, the growth that you've had. And, you know, like you might not have done every fighter, but you got yourself to that point in that time. You can't, it's harder to see that. Right. Cause you were mm-hmm. so worked out for it. But now you look back and you're like, you wouldn't take back that training, even if you knew the fight wasn't there. You know what I mean? Exactly. It, there's so much more than just that end goal. Um, it's the training and the things that led up to it. And your why for you, I don't think is just, you're not just going there to win a trophy. You're doing it because it makes you happy and proud. And that would have yeah. been no different leading all the way. Like it's the same all the way through up to disappointing for sure. And I can imagine like athletes that have had to go through that in the last couple of years, especially you know, that's got to be a huge disappointment. I, I, I really commend people that, you know, like you said, have that why powering them. So it doesn't that, that going to the stage didn't really matter. It's committing to that journey and getting to that place. Yeah, exactly. And which I don't know my why yet for that's bodybuilding right. competition. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, right? you know, like, so do I, the only reason why I'm not committing to it yet is because I haven't figured out why I would do it. That's totally I have different. a concern. I have a concern of doing it. And like I said, like now I know my peak. That's my concern. Yeah. If I had that concern, but I knew my why, my concern would be second. But right now, I don't know my why. So the first thing that's playing is this fear of, you know what? I, I have a personality to where performance is key to me. Like, I realized in the last month and a half, two months that, you know what, as much as I wanted wanted to deny that I had some sort of body dysmorphia, I did. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon, like, this is a whole nother topic, but I let myself mm-hmm. know at, during the holidays. Like, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this time and I'm just going to let myself go. I'm going to eat, drink, what all that stuff, whatever. I don't care. And I'm going to consume it when I want, how ever often however much i'm gonna do it my god (laughs) i feel this i was like i'm just gonna make all the cookies and eat them all and i was like oh man i should have probably had a little bit and it's not like you don't have control like it's a bad thing you just know that you feel better and you operate better when you don't engage like overindulge not indulge like overdo it or i was overdoing it that's where i was at i was like whoa get your shit together i had two weeks off it was dangerous oh man like i was just like you know what i have a mission i'm letting myself go because (laughs) there was this instagram reel that was like show yourself five years ago and show your glam up all or your whatever it is glow up i don't even know yeah but like i don't even have anything for five years ago i don't even like i have a little stint in my last eight years that i was out of shape yeah, but before fair. that, I was training still. Like yeah. my whole life has been this. So am I out of touch? <laughs> that's fair. You know, like am I really, like I'm a personal trainer, and I'm trying to help people, but do I really know where they're coming from? That's and a really so, cool perspective. Yeah, and so I really wanted to touch base on it. And it fucking sucks. <laughs> my God, <laughs> you have. N- I have injuries that come out of nowhere and have been lasting for like three weeks already. And it's, I don't even know why. 
No, and that's fair though. And it's and I think that's too why I love being so honest and real about everything in my life is because it does help people. And then, and what I like to learn is how other people are going through because I imagine all of us have totally different struggles and there's some things that like you just excel in naturally. Um, we do as human beings and you know, we don't we think that just comes naturally to everyone or like, you know, that's exactly. so easy for me. Why isn't that, you know, and then you start seeing from their perspective I don't mean that from like an ignorant way just uh like as you grow and you learn right and then you just like we said put put yourself like I remember I used to always I didn't really always go to fitness classes but I always taught them and uh it is a different level for sure um like you do have to push yourself on a whole different level but you also have complete control of how that class is going um so I used to yeah teach like dancing and cardio and so then you go to a class and you're like, sometimes you're like, this is fucking harder because A, you know, you're trying, you're well trying to impress everyone around you and the instructor and you don't get breaks. You don't get to just stop and yell at people. You don't get to pick the songs. You don't get to decide when you stop, <laughs> you know, right. and then you're in that shoes. You're like, oh man, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that song after that song. Cause that's really mean. <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, you it's, it's nice when people can try to be re- like to relate to other people and just coming down on a level of understanding being like, you know what, yeah. that's, you're right. That does suck. And I, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't recognize that before. Cause it's not a roadblock that was in my life, but I see how that, that that's shitty for you. And I think right now um, more than ever, so many people are, we're facing different roadblocks and I think it's just. We need to be able to relate, right? Yeah. And it might not be and... the same exact same, but the yeah. tools that we use can can you know be helpful to one another and i think that helps by talking about things and yeah and how one got through something and you yeah. know and i can relate to that but and that's the thing it's like i wanted to touch base with like this this lifestyle of just kind of go to work come home sit around eat drink go to bed just like super unmotivating lifestyle and you know what i tapped into it i hated it but yeah. the reality of it is that people live like this their whole lives. Mm-hmm. I did a, I did three, four weeks. You know, I don't have diabetes. I don't have chronic heart disease. You know, like I don't have any of these things that people are living with that as a personal trainer, I see. And they have to work through that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was this, when I did that, I found my why. Why am I working out? And I realized my why was fitting into this mold of this flooded fitness industry mm-hmm. of looking the part. That's fair. You know, super shredded, cut, you know, post the right things, say the right things, educate, all these things, know the right terms, know this, know that. That was, it was so toxic. It, you were never good enough. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I didn't, I backed out of the industry. <laughs> it's horrible. And it's you know hard. what? My why in all of this is that, okay, you have this trainer, that trainer, you have thousands of trainers and you have different levels of knowledge. Okay. That's great. There's reasons why we have um, different certificates for personal trainer for glute this and back that and strength and conditioning and because there's people that are just good at what they do my my why why am i doing this is because the shit i've been through and the reason why we call personal training in my opinion is because we get personal mm-hmm. right there's training but then there's the personal aspect and i think that is where i excel and so my why 
is not aesthetics anymore. It's get shredded. It's got the rounded shoulders, six pack, eight pack, whatever it is. You know, that's the cherry now. It's not the cake. It's the cherry. That's that is like if if what I do results in that, great. That's the cherry on top. But the cake, I want the meat and potatoes. What is it? It's connecting. My why is connecting with people, sharing my stories, sharing my experience, and bringing hope. When you find someone as a client, they are typically like they're, they've lost hope almost. And they, they finally grabbed onto something and they're saying, okay, I know I need to make change. I'm not who I was back in the day. I used to be able to do this. I used to run marathons. I used to CrossFit, all this stuff. As in, you know, like they're kind of justifying, they're trying to prove themselves to me. And it's like, let that go. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter why you're why you got here, it matters what you're doing now. Exactly. Let it go. Mm -hmm. Personally, I want to know who you are. Um so in like so I now how do I transition this and tie it all together? So <laughs> now here's a little trick. So in the Christian community, um, you have the term testimony. Okay. What, what, uh, what I've learned is a testimony, in my opinion, should be who you were, what happened, and who you were after. And in the Christian aspect, it was who, who were you before God? When did God come in and who are you after finding God? So if we were to take that same concept into like out of the Christian life, let's say. And so what I want to know with my clients is who were you? What happened? And who are you after that? Hmm. What are you doing I want to, I want, give me just like a breakdown of who you were, what happened, who you are now. The training part is probably, I don't even know if I could put a percentage on it. The most impact I have on people is the conversations I have. They don't even, they don't even realize they're working out. Yeah. At some points, you know, they're, they're working out, they're sweating, they're dying at times. Or they're doing yoga or stretching. Depends on how they feel. But their workouts are determined by how they show up. Totally. It's like a therapy so, session. And like absolutely. every single sense of it. And I, I remember working in a gym and all the personal trainers, it's not. And people don't understand that. I don't think even though they realize they do that to their trainers sometimes. It's like that's like when you go to get your hair done. Like you usually talk to hairdresser for like three hours. It's the same thing. But with. PTs, you see them more often and they're also pushing you and your vulnerabilities are coming out. So you're very raw and real with those people, I find. Yeah. Yeah. And like some clients, they're self-conscious about how they totally. look. Yeah. And or how like, they're doing something and you're there to like motivate them and make sure that they're, they feel safe and, and good in themselves. And it's, a, it's, yeah. it's a really awesome, I don't, if people just, again, when they see fitness just as the aesthetics, I'm like that, like you said, that's just, the, that's a chair on top of the cake. What's there's so much more to it um, and human connection and having that bond um, yeah. when you're improving yourself and then helping someone is just, it's a really rewarding one as well. Yeah. 
Totally. Um, so let's all wrap it back together again. Done. Let's hear it. Okay. So we got Winnipeg. We got married. We got kids. We got wife. We got family. We moved to the Okanagan, Winnipeg. Uh, martial arts, fitness. Started a landscape business. Ran it with someone <laughs> in my personal bubble of yep. people. And the first year or two, it was great. I was a foreman of a construction company. If you know Lake Country, you might know McKinley Beach uh, or McKinley Landing. I built probably 80% of those retaining mm-hmm. walls out there. Um, that transitioned to landscaping. Um, the name in which we do not speak of. Um, <laughs> Voldemort. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You have we, to lay the Harry Potter references out when you can. I got another Harry Potter reference for you later. Oh, perfect. And you're going to love it. Um, so we start landscape business. It's great. We do it for three years. Um, I'm wearing too many hats. Um, but throughout the landscaping business, that's where I found the mindset of it all, through business. And it, it really, it's amazing, the term mindset and how it applies to every aspect. And so I, I tapped into it during my my business career, owning a company. That did not work, so I had to leave. And uh, But that mindset helped me through my childhood trauma. Um, it helped me through my business. It helped me through my relationship with my wife. I wasn't so angry all the time. Um, so I tapped into this whole mindset thing during my business, owning my own business. And that is just scaled tenfold through my personal training um and and again like my whole life has been weightlifting or training or half marathons or what what have you um so we have construction we leave that and then uh and now i'm just kind of floating around um then my buddy he he uh tells me that he's at this new he's at this club in Kelowna it's a jiu-jitsu club you should come down and I was like I haven't been doing jiu-jitsu for a few years now I'd love to go so I try it out do it and then I also do the kickboxing class the Muay Thai class and uh turns out that club um they were going to get rid of the Muay Thai class uh, because the numbers just weren't there and uh, so he had the, the owner asked me to become the head trainer. Um, so I became the head Muay Thai trainer, kickboxing trainer at a club in town. That's awesome. Um, and that was, I became the head coach June 2020 or July 2020. So like COVID. Yeah. Boom. Drop yeah. the C word. Nah, and, okay. So if this we're not banned already. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fact kickers, you and your yeah. opinions. Suck it. Joe Rogan says it on his podcast. We should be fine. Right. <laughs> so good thing we don't. Uh, anyways, we want to get into that. <laughs> Caught myself. <laughs> okay, so COVID right, comes up. Yeah, oh, that was the year, right? Like, yeah. um, so I become head coach. Uh, things are great and then this is where I'm tapping into like teaching the big class things learning that lifestyle during that time my brother 
my my brother, he is RCMP officer out in Manitoba. He is six years younger than I am, and uh, he's killing it. So I I applied for RCMP in twenty twenty, cool. and uh, kind of the same time that he offered me head head kickboxing position, and uh, I got I got accepted. And like I went through the whole thing, and then it was at this point where I had to commit to either Depo, which was in Regina, and start my training, or do I commit to this fitness industry? Like my whole life has been fitness and martial arts, but my my income has been from construction, and so I needed this sense of stability. Security. Yeah, yeah, security, stability. And uh, RCMP was the, the stability of it, right? Like, it was oh. like, you know, I can retire on this. It just financially made sense. And then so I chatted with the owner, and it was actually a really big moment when he didn't say anything really all too great or grand, except for one thing. And he was just like, at the end of it, he was like, I think you know what you want to do. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and I was like, Fuck. I do. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, fine. So then I committed to fitness. And uh, from that point on, um, was the head kickboxing coach. And then, you know what? You know, you know, dominoes where they just fall where they may or, you know, yeah. like it just, shit happens that's out of your control. And sometimes you are banned from a place because you don't have something ah yes those ones yes yes right yep. you, could, you could probably relate to you know you might, you, might be at, you might be at a bar and you might be too intoxicated so you gotta you're kicked out because you you are this or what you know go with your imagination <laughs> i got kicked out <clears throat> so i got kicked out and uh and then I had some clients that uh, I would train at their home. Yeah. But uh, that's when shit got real. It was like, if I make this commitment to fitness, I got to do something about it. And in my opinion, it was getting certified. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, I have like 20 years lifting weights. I know what hurts, what doesn't hurt. I know what works, what doesn't work. I know how to push myself, especially with my martial arts background high rep low weight i will i will make five pounds feel like a thousand pounds to you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right like yeah. i have a certain niche of making little seem like a fuckload. yes people <laughs> underestimate planking too every time <laughs> right? and you're doing nothing yeah exactly. you're doing nothing and it yeah. is probably one of the worst workouts <laughs> yeah totally lift the leg yeah planting. no thank you i'll face plant but yes i agreed <laughs> right like just go from your elbows to your hands it's humbling i think i think we can all agree when we had to start working out at home and doing body weight stuff we had no choice you're like oh shit okay this actually works i this... feel like a monster yeah. yeah exactly i'm like okay this is harder than i thought shut up now <laughs> am i really this heavy yeah it really is that body squats really that they hurt really 15 i but i can do like 12 with weights what's happening right Oh, oh man. Great. So that's, we tie it all together with the landscape and construction, martial arts, fitness. And here we are today, certified personal trainer, um, making huge impacts, in my opinion. My goal, 
my why is to just like when I, I have clients that one stands out and she's an amazing woman. Um, if she ever listens to this, um, she's a mom and uh, uh, she homeschools her, 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 one of her sons. And one time that we had, we, we were talking. No, I was actually getting her to do a workout. And the first two sets, I had her doing a timed workout, which was just like 30 seconds. And then my whole thing is breaking boundaries, just like one more rep. Yeah, that's what y'all say. <laughs> right? One more minute. One more minute. Trainers are the most the manipulative worst. individuals in the Notorious world. Notorious <laughs> liars. Oh, man. And it's just like, ha, ha, ha. For the I good. just lied to you. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so psychotic, yeah, but it it's for the good, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's how we convince ourselves. So we say. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you know what? The reason why I'm convinced that it's for the good is because I got her to do a minute. Yeah. And in her mind, she was only at 30 seconds and it was so hard for her at 30. And I said, you're done. I almost said her name. I was like, you're done. You're done. And she's like, oh, I was like look, you, you did a minute. She's like, what? I was like, I knew you had more than what you even thought you could do. All you got to do is just one more rep with your homeschooling. And it was new to her for homeschooling her child. It was like, when, as a parent, when you're down in the dumps, when you feel like you don't have anything left, just one more, one more story, one more chapter, one more hug, one more kiss. You put your kids to bed and they say, can I have a hug? You one more, just get that one more and you can do it. And she started crying mm. and I was like, ah, oh. and in my heart, I was like this, this, what sets me apart. Yeah. In my you, you, want, you want to care, not just the progress um, yeah. done in there, but as them, as a human beings. And like, I mean, like life lessons that you learn with trainers in the gym or whatever you're training yourself that you can use on the outside. And I think that's why people, PTs are so important, especially for certain people to have that little cheerleader. It's not just about cheering you on at the gym. It's just as a human being, because they care about you on a deep level. They, they yeah. watch you push yourself through your weaknesses and expose them and, you know, highlight your strengths. And I think that's, that does make some trainers, you know, you can buy an online program, but that's what makes the difference, right? Yeah. Someone that's actually going to care about you. Yeah. And I have such respect for online trainers. Oh yeah. Like I would love to dab into that industry. Totally. I, you know what? I'm an extrovert. I, I love being out there, center of attention, but you know what? You gotta know, you just gotta accept that. And this is not for me. This is for me. I, I excel in person. Yeah. Is it like totally scalable? Like the ads you see 10 K a month, all that stuff. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it is, but what's my, that's your goal. right. What's my why in all of this? Yeah. yeah. And the money if will come. I, you know what? Mon if honestly, if you're good at what you do, money's not going to be an issue. And it's not your why too, right? Like it's there and it's important. I'm not discrediting money. We all you know, Absolutely. We do our shit to make it, it, but, but the, I, I always find too, like some people that understand like an energy exchange sometimes to me is far more greater than the, the dollar value. For example, like when I yes. do photo shoots, I never charged over $200. I just never would because yeah. 
I enjoy it. Like, especially with my friends, I'm like, I feel like I'm ripping you off because I'm having such a good time. Yes. Thank you for paying me for my time. And obviously as a career, this is probably why I wasn't good at business. Um, <laughs> but you know, like some, sometimes like, obviously you have to make a job, but there's a difference where it's like, Oh, I want to make this 10 K a year. It's more like, I want to help, you know, I'd rather help 50 people start their journeys and be there and really focus on them, you know, in all aspects. And I'm not disagreeing with online trainers for sure. Make your money, but it's like, it's just depending on what market you're for. Right. Some yeah. people really need that. Like I have, I'm my own like, um, and fitness instructor. Um, and so I do group, I've done group stuff. So for me, it's like, I had to learn to motivate other people and myself while motivating them. Yeah. So I'm pretty good at that. However, I do need someone in my corner pushing me as well I can't always be motivating myself I need someone to call me out like so my boyfriend will call me out when you know I'm not I, I never receive it I'm terrible at receiving it but you know <laughs> but you know you need that or just like you know oh, could, can I do this and it's like of course you can you know and that's you know you can get that from your online and your people but that's the difference between a trainer that's just there going you through the motions or like you said you've seen that key moment to teach her something that could help her in her real life and that is so much more um, mm -hmm. then you can't get that from just a printed off online thing. And I can say that as a person that has printed that stuff off, <laughs> I right. can say that as a consumer, <laughs> totally different, different element. I mean, it comes down to finances too. You know, sometimes it's just easier to buy that program, but yeah. you know, when, when you look at what the fitness industry does, um, it's so much more than just the workout on the paper. Right. So you know, yeah. that that's, there's another element to it. And you, like I said, like I made a post about, which is like my most liked post. I'm not a, obviously a huge by any means influencer, but <laughs> my, the post that I did about the unity square has definitely had the most likes and. Oh yeah. Um, like, I, I think I'm at like amazing. 350 likes. Yeah. I'm at like 260 and I was like, what the fuck? No one's ever. And then the other pictures is always just my ass. Like, thanks guys. Good to know. <laughs> um, but whatever. But it's just what my point is. I think the reason why it, it was so nice is because, and I think you agree to this is and because it's been your whole life is that you do, do learn so much in there that you can take on the outside. Like I've been able to take my, been someone that's on anxiety meds and like a complete chaos to, you know, just having situational anxiety when it's just like my body reacting to like the car from car accidents kind of thing. And right. I don't think I'd be there if I didn't have fitness, the fitness industry, you know, an outlet. Um, and I think that's where it pisses me off so much um, in this, these restrictions um, put on especially trainers to not being able to go to the gyms or being discriminated against to going to certain gyms. It's like, you're literally taking away one of the biggest tools people have for all of these ailments, like not even just mental, like the physical things that, you know, come with the movement and whether that's, you know, fighting or, you know, dancing or lifting weights, whatever, you know, it, to take that away in that community, we showed how fucking strong we were, but <laughs> you know, it's just, it's so not justified in my opinion. Do you feel like, do you feel like what they did over the last, like coming from someone who's so healthy and, and in the fitness industry, do you feel like any of these restrictions or mandates stopping people from doing that were justified at all? You know what? I think it's so, it's like a tightrope. I know. Like you're walking on this, like you said this thing. Right? I know. That's fair. But you know what? If we're being on this be real <laughs> trend, I'm going to be real to myself. My why? I need to be true to myself. Is it justified? These mandates and restrictions? Uh, let's just say, let's at the beginning, let's say they were. 
mm-hmm. because we didn't know. Totally. Okay, let's start with that at the beginning. But the house of card crumbles. It does. Right? And it starts revealing things. Now, I think you and I, because just from conversations and kind of interacting with one another, we've been this, we haven't budged from the beginning. Nope. Okay. But now we're seeing everyone coming and joining, let's say, or opening. I don't even say opening their eyes, like their hearts. Yeah. You know what? It's this fear is slowly losing its grip. Yeah. Okay. And the last big thing was taking our fucking gyms away. (laughs) And that was like the earth shaking. And that, yeah, that shook everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, t- oh man. <laughs> it was it was terrible, but it was also like I was like, yes, this is it. Yeah. This is the last poke of the bear, and now she's waking up. Yep. That's the thing. <laughs> it's like with certain gyms in our area, um, and even different um businesses that are behind this unity movement. Um it gave a voice to everyone and it got Mm -hmm. a lot of people on the same page all of a sudden. Yeah. You know what? Cause it was like, fuck this. This isn't making sense. I've like, like, um, Brian, I've done everything. And still you try to do this. You try to rip the rug out from underneath me. Nothing's adding up here. So Mm -hmm. is it justified now? I think with, the decreasing severity of the uh, variants and all these things. From my understanding, you have the original and then each subsequent variant is less, let's say, deadly, but more transmissible. If that's the right word, is it? Yeah, no, yeah, that's exactly what I since, And I feel like that's, I mean, I'm not a scientist by any means but i feel like that's yeah revolutionary of most viruses too right whether it's like natural immunity or vaccines or a medical Uh, intervention that that gets it eventually i think most strains start off you know definitely more potential and then they mutate and the body slowly just squeezes it out or interventions or whatever ever universally probably all comes together yeah it all ties in together so we're still doing the same fucking thing that we did two years ago yeah now is it justified no and it should come down to personal choice. That's kind of where we're always stand with it. Like, I'm never going to tell anybody what to do ever because I have no fucking clue what you do in the personal time. I mean, I know exactly. what you show me on Instagram, but I know that that is also not you, but universal you. You know, that's just a yeah. snippet. I have no idea what your medical history is. I have no idea what your religious history is, what your, yeah. you know, your any sort of belief set systems that you have. And I'm not going to shame you or tell you otherwise that's why i always believe you know such a if there's a risk in any of those aspects things that are truly matter to you your morals your everything you believe like you're allowed to you know stand in that and you're you know and i just it's wild to me that at this point with everything that we know that it doesn't come down to personal choice just like everything we do in life with people going to the alcohol store they go that's an like i have a grant go to the alcohol store but you know like um everyone knows what the risks are when they drive and all that. And I just feel like 
when it's hurting so many people in so many other aspects, especially when it comes to health, then it should be down personal um, to you and what's important to you personally. For me, you know, I'm not necessarily, I would rather risk getting this and have my health and my attachment to, you know, community and the fitness and stuff. That's my personal choice. So I would go. And I think that's, if you don't feel that way, then it's fair that maybe you don't go, you know, like exactly now, for a little bit, we've done this for two years. We've distanced, we've done everything and it's, you know, nothing. So maybe yeah. we can just go back to respecting each other's decisions as adults. That's kind of where I'm at, you know? Totally. Like let's, let's just, just shift a little bit. Yeah. The lockdowns don't seem to be working. The masks, uh, I mean, don't seem to be working. No. And these are these are opinions people have. Some might argue that they're facts, that they do and they don't. Both sides. <clears throat> Both sides can have data and science to back them up, right? Exactly. But it's okay. the, only, <laughs> the difference is having an open mind to the other side. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, that's the thing. You can be so sure of yourself on one side. But if you have a closed mind, you're you're causing more more harm. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you've ever gone through that, but I definitely did where I was just like not as open about stuff. And I was just like, no, I know. I know. And then I've just gotten myself in embarrassing situations where I literally yeah. had to be like, oh, fuck. No, I'm 100% wrong here. And now I'm like, okay, that's why with a lot of stuff, I'm like, I'm just going to take a sec. I'm going to take a beat on this. And for some reason, yes. this is the only thing I take a beat on that anybody seems to care about. <laughs> it's like, come on. Like, I've, I've, I've always been like, hmm, are you sure, though? Like, always been a super skeptical person, right? And so that's where I'm at. Yes. And I, I've said this multiple times. And my guests or my listeners will probably like, shut the fuck up. You said this 18 million times. But if there was more transparency, a little bit more understanding of reasonings of all this stuff you know I think people would feel a lot better about a ton of different things but because it's like nope this is it this is one way we're going to shut you down and we're not going to give you any data when those that are working in the industry those that see what it's doing to their clients to their you know friends and family to themselves you know they're just like okay but hold on we're experts in this area why isn't anyone taking this seriously you know and yeah. they look at like the mental health sector and they're like no but like we're overflowing we can't even already couldn't keep up with all of you know, our clients. Now we have an influx of people that didn't have any sort of mental illness are now coming in in the droves. Like why is that being addressed? You know, and, and a lot of us can deal with those things through fitness. So just to me, I was just like, and I've been saying this for two years, like we know what, uh, what's needed for a healthy lifestyle. Why aren't we being told that's what it is? Why are we being told the absolute opposite? Why is everything that's good for us is getting shut down, but everything that's bad for us stays open. You know, this is where I'm, that's for, for me, that's where things don't line up coming from the fitness injury coming from bodybuilding for the last like, you know, six, seven years of just being in the industry and knowing, you know, you know, you know, you just know from being around yeah. stuff. And it's like, this isn't adding up anymore. This is, I'm seeing people, I'm seeing, hearing friends like, you know, overdosing or abuse and all that. And it's just, it's, it's not okay anymore. And no. the fitness industry has taken one of the biggest hits I'd say in Canada um, for it. And I just think it needs to all stop. Um, because fitness needs like people need you guys you know we need fitness we need the community leaders to you know remind you that you're a good person you're a good mom you're a good you know community member and it's really hard to do that when you're not together you know especially yeah. someone like you that excels in that online per or sorry not online the offline in person face to face you know because I definitely will pull push myself if someone's yelling behind me to get my ass going 
like 100% more. Totally. Because now there's an expectation from somebody else and I don't want to look like a fool and mama didn't raise no bitch. <laughs> but if no one sees this bitch, she can just bitch out on that last set and no one would know. <laughs> <laughs> then mama did definitely mm-hmm. raise. <laughs> she did. Part-time, part-time bitch. Part-time bad, part-time <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you feel depends like, on who's watching yeah exactly do you feel like you know we always like to talk about like you know the negative and the positives do you feel like out of all of the pandemic did you le- like well you learned you know that you took some time for yourself to get in touch with what your clients would be going through or some of them is there anything else that you kind of learned mentally or physically from having to deal with all these you know restriction mandates and switch ups either within your career or in your personal journey I learned what I'm made of. Yes. You know, I, I, you know, I've just come to sit in knowing I, it, I can get shit done. Mm -hmm. Don't you throw something in my way. I've always been that way. You tell me I can't do it. I will absolutely learn how to do it and I will show you that I can do it and I will prove you wrong. And I will do this. So the one thing that I learned is just how to um, think outside the box, let's Mm say. You know, you have, you can't go to the gyms. Okay, well, then I'm going to, you know what? I'm training at your home. I'll buy all the shit I need to bring to your house. And now I'll be a mobile trainer. You don't have to do anything. You can stay in the comfort of your home. I can stay on the driveway. You be in your garage. doesn't matter. The brick and mortar building is it's pivotal to our economy totally but you know like i hate the word but because it negates everything for it yeah you know like however <laughs> yeah on the contrary <laughs> as well as <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i i don't have a brick and mortar so i gotta think outside the box right yeah. i gotta my fight is different yeah. i'm not fighting to keep something open i'm i'm fighting to stay afloat i mean we all are it's such a weird concept i I, i'm not i'm not in this one place i'm i can now move and so i just had to learn okay well i need to up my options yep you know and so what i learned is just really digging my heels into um plan b and leveling up like what can i do next like yeah always just always being open-minded to options never saying no giving stuff a try because you never know if it's going to be taken away from you yeah that i can't mentality before we even try yeah just give it a shot you know what you you have an idea run with it you might fall you're gonna stumble that's how we learn and you know what that it every lesson leads to growth in some fashion mentally physically emotionally whatever it may be right yeah totally i one thing that was kind of cool for me it was just like i just convinced myself forever like i can train but i just would never do push-ups ever like i just couldn't do them in my mind i could not do them and we went through the lockdown there i don't know if you've seen it but there was like that push-up challenge that went down i think the very first lockdown i think march 2020 ish right and everyone was tagging each other in 10 push-ups i'm like this is embarrassing i got tagged like 10 times and i can't even do one so i'm like well i better (laughs) start learning so i just like i think in that moment it was just kind of like i seen an opportunity where it was like i could be really pissed off and i was don't get me wrong but i could also take this opportunity in the comfort of my own home to improve on something that i'm embarrassed let's say about or whatever 
And it just kind of like, like you said, it's mindset. I just flipped it to that. And then now I do, you know, three sets of 12 pushups um, every week in, yeah. my, in my chest, right? After like a year and a half of it. It's just, and so now it's like, same thing with these lockdowns. I was like, you know what? I, we got a squat rack. I don't feel very comfortable squatting and deadlifting in the gym. For one, the squat racks are very hard to get at sometimes. Um, and it's yeah. just something I wanted to get better at form while I built myself up. And now I can do that in the comfort of my own home gyms are open and we can still go, but you know what I mean? Still, it was just kind of like we bought it. So I want to dedicate my time there, but you know, it's flipping that mindset to what this sucks wrong. We had nothing. We built a gym, but what can we do in the meantime? What, what, what does it, you know, is a, is a, someone that's training for, let's say a marathon, not that I am, if it was like raining, would they be like, no, I'm not going to go outside because it's not ideal. No, they're going to figure out how they do it. You know? Yeah. That's it's adaptability. And I think that's a great thing to have pulled out of this. If, if anything, you know, and then the next yeah. time it's like, oh, bitch, if you're going to lock Jim down to water, you fucking know what I'm going to do. You, not that I think that's okay. I'm not saying we should be okay with them continually locking down, <laughs> but just knowing that there's, you have control of that situation and that's not going to rock you anymore because you've, you've got it. You've been through it. Exactly. Learning, think outside the box and being adaptable Yeah, are two major things that I think everyone should be able to take away now totally. is just being adaptable because you don't know what tomorrow brings, right? No, no. And do you have any advice for those that are maybe, let's say, either in the same situation where they, you know, either they found themselves through the holidays kind of like, like, you know, like we did, let's say just like, fuck it, you know, and that's totally fine. Those phases you need every season, I think, you know, um, but are just like struggling. I find that this is my biggest piss off. How many are probably ready, rip and raring to go for the new year's? We're going to get through this. It's been a long two years. COVID looks like it's ending. We're going into endemic and then they shut the gyms down. I bet you so many people lost so much motivation for that at that point. Cause like, it, I feel like it was hard enough for individuals that were, you know, already fitness minded, let alone people that were just ready to get into it. Like that's fucking discouraging. Yeah. And it's like, I think it comes down to, so if I had any advice, I think it's, uh, I think it's becoming more in tune with your inner self. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm no yogi, (laughs) but I love yoga. I love the intellectual side. I love the, 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 the mindset. Let's just, let's just frame it as that mindset. I love the mindset. So uh, let's give an example today. So, I have a plan like so I I just treated myself like shit and I set out a plan to hit certain things like 5 a.m. breath work mobility and core and Mm -hmm. then with my flexibility now I'm able to train people but I also have a time frame where I can get an extra workout in the day like I'm full in gym weightlifting nice schedule so then I have that and then the evenings I stretch so like, you know what, this is like, this is, I have to commit to this. And, uh, this last week, I, my, my injury in my back, like I, I have a pinched nerve in my C7 T1, which that nerve controls, like you're pushing. And so I can't push, I can barely hold myself up. Yeah. So get rid of like, like skull crushers. I can't, I was having a hard time with two and a half pounds. Oh, no. On my right side. So, like, it was so heavy. And with that, I think I tweaked my right side rhomboids. 
with, you know, and so that pulls your shoulder blade and all these things, everything's out of whack and things are tight. And then you try to massage one thing and then you get pain referral to your lats. And then all of a sudden it's in your, your shoulder or something like that. So last week was just a shit show and I got four out of five workouts done. I didn't stretch every evening. I didn't do my morning workouts, but I just, I did what I could. Yeah. And this week, I nailed every fucking thing. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I finished my workout today. Um, today was a leg day, my second one of the week. And these little chicken legs of mine, you know what? Like endurance is my thing. Yep. Size, aesthetically in my legs, not so much. I I'm, <laughs> can relate. It, it's such a pain in the ass. My wife always says I have her ideal legs. And it's so encouraging when she says that. That's, let me so, tell you. that's so nice. That's a you great know what? comment. That's <laughs> what you get for dating since you're 15. She's allowed. <laughs> uh, you know, and on the contrary, as well as I say, you have my ideal legs. <laughs> <laughs> that goes over well. I'm sure um, it does. But again, you've been together since you're 15, so you're allowed to. <laughs> right. Or whatever. We've, yeah. we've gone through shit. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We can, we can throw shit at each other. There's a level that you're allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> And we're not figuring each other out. We know. Yeah, exactly. Right? We know. So, yeah. you know what? I take pride in knowing my, my wife wants to obtain my legs. Yes. It's not a bad <laughs> thing. It's, it, she's envious of something. I mean, most, you right. know, that's a positive. It's all your that, mindset and how you look at it, right? That's <laughs> such a... <laughs> right? I'm taking it as that. You yeah. know what? Good call. I'm running with it. And I'm staying positive. You know yeah. what? You got... I have something you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> in your face. Yeah, exactly. So, well, you guys can like drop weight like that compared to women in a sense. So you guys do have oh, my some goodness. sort of things over us for sure. Totally. And she <laughs> despises it. Right? What? You literally just went on the bike for five minutes. How did this? I've been doing this for three months. Right. Or awesome. you, Thanks. your diet was you having a carrot and now you just are shredded. Yeah. Like, the fuck? Dope. <laughs> there's certain things but today so back to the advice thing today yeah. i fell into that aesthetic mindset uh, mindset again and i i recognized it and i it hit me i was like hold on right my advice was being in tune with yourself recognizing your thoughts listening to it our body is this vessel and things need to come in and they need to leave. Totally. Right? There's an analogy. There's a, I don't know if it was staged or not, but it's this prof and he holds this glass of water and he asks the, the class, how much do you think this glass of water weighs? And everyone's like eight ounces, 12 ounces, all these things. And he says, the, the weight doesn't matter. He says, if I hold this for five minutes, it's light. If I hold this for hours, it becomes heavy. If I hold this for days, it becomes unbearable. So it's, he says the weight doesn't matter. The, the overall weight, um, I don't know exact his, his terminology, but the weight of the glass doesn't matter. It's how long you hold on to it. And so being in tune with yourself is recognizing you're holding on to something and letting it go. And so today, literally just today, I'm doing my legs and ah, oh, I, I started my workout just gung ho. I'm like, okay, this is going to be like more quad focused. 
gonna hit the squat rack, which I despise because I think <laughs> it's just like injury happening right yeah. as soon as I look at the bar. Yeah, Feeling like I just I do it, but I do it with such little weight. But today I was like, "Fuck it, I'm throwing 45s on there, and I'm doing like Keiko squats, which are like some fucked up thing. <laughs> like it's like a good morning with like feet together, yeah. dropping." full range and then come out it's so no, weird. just basics we're just gonna go balls to the walls full tilt well I, then like i've been building up to it like yeah totally. immensely but i like you know i did a couple leg extensions you know i did a couple like bulgarian squats you know i was ready for it yeah yeah you know it and i didn't even do it i was just like i my legs <laughs> they're so small <laughs> like and then i was like wait a minute where are you what am I doing? I just treated myself like shit. Realizing that I was damaging myself by majority being in that aesthetic mindset. Yeah. And here I am again worried about the aesthetics. Yeah. What am I doing here? You know what? And I was like, you know, actually I was like, I better remember this because this is going to be hot for the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when we go through them too there's sometimes we come up with topics and we're literally having epiphanies as we're talking we're like well that didn't go as we planned shit <laughs> you don't realize until you start going on a show like you start recognizing some shit in yourself you're like okay this is cool i'll remember this later for the show hmm. yeah exactly and you know what i'm glad we touched on it because it came up and the when and it was like just so pivotal in recognizing myself my thoughts your awareness and it was my awareness and it was what i thought was i'm progressing regardless mm -hmm. i i've been showing up every fucking day i've been doing my workouts and i maybe i'm not increasing in weight i slightly did and i'm slightly increasing in reps i'm i'm increasing in endurance i'm increasing in um, kind of that tenacious, like, I'm going to show up. I'm, I'm getting up at the crack of dawn. I'm, you know, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm progressing. Mm -hmm. Connecting yeah. to your goals. Yeah. yeah. You know what? But progress. So we always say consistency is key. Mm -hmm. Okay. Be consistent, but be consistently progressing. Right. So it's like, we can say consistency. Okay, well, me waking up every day at 4.30 or 5 in the morning, that's consistent. But am I mm -hmm. progressing? Totally. Probably not. And if you're just going to the gym to go through the motions, are you, like, is it going to have a, are you going to have a reward? You're not probably going to feel so, like, you know, ambitious to keep going if there's no reward. People really work on obtaining goals, looking at scoreboard, you know, that motivates them. If there's no tracking of it, you kind of lose motivation. Yep. And you're, you're still you're still being consistent. Mm -hmm. You're still showing up. You're still doing your workout. But are you progressing? Yeah. So my advice is be in tune with yourself and constantly push yourself to be consistently progressive. Totally. You know, like, sure, add a couple, add, add an extra plate or add, you know, add some weight to the leg press or whatever it may be. Or do more reps or. Or be more mindful of your, your mentality when you're going into the gym, you know, 
and anything. catch yourself from your negative talk. Like if you're going to go in, just like, if you're bad at head talk, like, you know what you're saying to yourself, your brain doesn't know yeah. if it's real or if it's made up, if you keep telling yeah. yourself, it's going to believe it. Right. So maybe that day you're not feeling like, Oh, I can lift extra. Okay. Well, I'm not going to treat myself like shit mentally. This whole work, I'm just gonna be proud that I'm here and I'm doing it. Yep. And, but you gotta be careful too, because if yes, you're, you can if, get in the victim. <laughs> exactly. You know, or you can just be stuck in that consistency. Right. I'm, I've showed up today. I got my workout. Okay, great. That's consistent. You're, you're, you're showing up, but are we progressing? Progress, mm-hmm. progression requires challenge. Totally. Okay. We, if we're not challenging ourselves, we're not progressing. If we're not learning, we're not growing. Right. Uh, so we can be consistent, just be progressing. So be consistently progressing. And I think that ties into your mindset. I think number one should, for everyone should be your mindset, being in tune with yourself, listening to your thoughts, digging deep. I avoided my thoughts like the plague. Like it just, if I don't got to think about it, it's not going to affect me. Bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Bullshit. The world has a way of reminding you that that's not true. You, you avoid it. It shows up ten times. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Accept it. This is I'm pissed off right now. Why? Dig deep. You know what? When I was doing business and I was tapping into this mindset thing, I my piece was having my Captain Morgan spiced rum with Coke. And a bonfire by myself every Friday night. That's awesome. And it, it was so peaceful. It got to the point where I was drinking a few six <laughs> in one night. But because I was I was tapping into these these conversations I wish I had with people. Mm. You know, like I was I don't know if anyone else is like this, but I would create conversations that I that I would ha- have in reality it didn't happen but i would create these conversations and this person would say this and i would speak it in my mind and my response would be this and it was like my own little vent Mm -hmm. i was venting in that way without the confrontation or destruction of you know destroying my relationship i was able to just get pissed off at someone without anyone saying anything i was creating these things because i was tapping into these emotions of working through yeah, and wanting to say certain things and just get off my chest. Yeah. Now, I don't know anyone who's listening if if that is like psychologically <laughs> good for you. But I think if you keep yourself trapped in it, no. But I think it's awesome to have your own self-awareness and self-check, you know, and yeah. projecting that on everyone else and kind of like self-projecting and being like, you know, is this really what I'm feeling? Is this really, you know, having that mm-hmm. internal dialect to... to you know, whether that's having it with yourself or hypothetical, it's just getting it out there and, and seeing how your yeah. own self is receiving it, I guess, would be a good way to look at it, I think. Yeah. And that whole, it was like a year. And like right now I'm having some spice rum. It's just good. <laughs> I'm just sipping on it. Like it's just a really great well, drink. Yeah, because we're done here. I'm going to go smoke another joint. You know, yeah. <laughs> I look there forward to my nighttime stroll and doobie before bed. You know, everyone has their, you know, where you can... You can tap, like you said, tapping into, you know, being aware where, where you're going, what are you doing? Are you, are you happy showing up with who you are, how you're doing things, you know, yeah. and having 
you know, self-reflection is huge, no matter how, how you do it. And I think everyone yeah. has their own avenues and their own ways about it. And I think it's just, as long as you're doing it, I think that's the most important part is yeah. people, some people, and I'm definitely was one of those people for a couple of years, just no awareness to anything, just um, everything happened to me. I, you know, why is this happening? Da, 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 da. And then when I realized like, you know, I'm very much the creator of my environment and my life and, and all those things, and I can take control of it. And that was super pivotal for me. And I was like, Oh my God. And then things started showing up and better people started showing up. And I was like, Oh my God, this mindset and all these cliche things, they fucking work. <laughs> like, damn it. Yeah. I was making fun of them for so long, but it's so true. <laughs> Fuck. You, you hippie. Yes. <laughs> and I'm from the island. So born and raised hippie, you know? And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. I should have just known. I should have just known. But it's so yeah. true. I think adaptability and mindset are very very huge keywords i started this year coming up with a word for the year and how i want to like live um and now i just like because i look back at what those years meant and i feel like if you can kind of put that so this year i'm just like everything i want to do is intentional i want to spend my time intentionally i don't want to be wasting any more time on people things subjects anything that doesn't bring me eternal happiness feel like i'm moving the world in a better place and i feel like a lot of us have felt that way and i think when you've gone through this shit and, and I'm, I'm so sorry to hear, you know, the hardship that you had, but it's so beautiful when people take all of that and they're like, but I want to make it better for other people, for myself, for my kids, for the community. And I think that's my favorite part about the podcast is everyone that's we brought on that has gone through shit. They've taken that and made it into such, so much beauty. And so many people relate to that. And it, it's just, it, it means so much when everyone comes on the show and does that. So really want to thank you for coming on today and, and sharing, you know, what fitness means to you, how, you know, how much more it is than just what people think, you know, like you said, and, and that aesthetic yeah. mindset and people really have to like figure your why. And, and it's so much more than looking good. That'll come when you focus on the good that'll do for you and other people. That's, that's the true, that's the true win in fitness and, and this, in this area, I think. Absolutely. And um, I think if I were to leave on a note for everyone, it's just, you are, you are, and you want to talk about cliche, you are perfect the way you are. And you have to sit in that you have to be believe in yourself, you have to, you, you can't be so self deprecating, you know, or be influenced, you know, you have you have, there's influencers all over the place. Are they influencing you in a good or bad way? Is it making you feel like you're not worthy, that you can't do what they're doing? Or is it or is it influencing you to be like, you know what, I am a badass. You know what, I can do this. If you can tap into the good side of it, find your why. Why am I good at this? What am I good at? And just live in that. Don't don't let the distractions or the people get in your head. Mm-hmm. you know what you don't even get in your head yeah as i say i, I gotta talk to myself to <laughs> yeah get out of your head yeah Go i'm my own worst enemy yeah get into your head to figure out what's going on clean everything up and get the fuck out yeah i love that do not sit in there because you will be trapped and you will go down rabbit holes that will take you to hell and back no, we like rabbit holes that take you on adventures. Good ones. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like just enjoy life. Be in tune with yourself. Accept who you are. Live in that. Be true to yourself. You, you're you angry. 
be angry. You're happy. Be happy. You know, you want to have a conversation with someone, have that conversation. You want to tell someone you love them, tell them you love them. Tell them if they're pissing you off, say it. But always be kind. Always be kind and open-minded. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you so much again, Ryan, for coming on today. And uh, we'll have you back for sure. Welcome to your first podcast experience. Oh, yeah. Yay. Awesome. All right, guys, we're going to jump on to our next guest. Jump on to our next guest of this episode. Now, you guys, another beautiful human being that I lady crushed online, but plot twist, I actually got to meet this one in real life and lady crush her in the gym. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce our next guest, Kristen. Hey, babe, how's it going? I am doing well. Thank you for so much for having me on. I'm so excited. I thought it was so funny because I, when I first came here, you guys were like the first couple that we really kind of met in the gym. And it's just been so great because over that last couple of years, you've provided so much information and motivation and stuff over time. And it's like very rare that you meet like an uh, Instagram like person that you, you know, really find motivating in real life. And I remember being so nervous being like, Grant, I can't. I just want to talk to her butt. And then you're just the nicest person. I was like, that was ridiculous. Oh, I still remember. I think the first day I met you, you were on the bike, just like going hard. And I just came over and we just like chatted for like, I think like maybe 30 minutes or so. And we just hit it off instantly. It was so great. It was just like, just so nice to see. And I know you feel the same way seeing like women that aren't afraid to go in the weight section that are like, don't care to just like lay it all out there and just, you know, do the thing. And you just get that vibe and that energy. And that was very different for me um, from Grand Prix, a very transit town where people are in and out all the time. So there wasn't always a regular gym, but in Kelowna, there seems to be very much like the same people. And so, you know, it's just cool to see others. And there's not many women in the gym sometimes. So when you see one of them, you're like, yes. <gasps> I know, right? You like spot them. You're like, oh my goodness, another girl. Yes. Yeah. And then you go to Instagram. You're like, is that her? Oh my God, it's her. Okay, cool. And then you <laughs> go like, through the hashtags. <laughs> It's almost like dating a little bit. Like I really do think that it's like you like have to like this flirt a little bit online. Like oh, I, I can't just talk to her. I have to like talk to her online first. And no, you have to be Instagram friends first, yes. and then yeah. you talk in person. <laughs> it is, and it's so great. And I think the coolest thing is like kind of universal purpose. And it was like I feel so grateful that we connected when we did because even though what has happened, and now um, you've been a very good. Um, foundation for my motivation when things have gone fucking crazy the last couple of years so honestly I know you get that probably a lot but thank you you both for um all you guys provide um in the industry before this and especially during this because I was like okay Kristen's doing it she's fucking going through shit I can do this <laughs> you're so amazing thank you that that actually means a lot because it's been tough it's been a tough oh, yeah. couple of years totally Sorry. So, but for, I'm just like going off and like fangirling, like everyone knows who you are. Can you give us a little bit more of an idea of who you are, what you do before we jump into the hot topic at hand today? Absolutely. So my name's Kristen Jansen. Um, I'm originally from Prince George. I moved to Kelowna in 2017, have been here since, and I'm an online fitness coach specializing in strength and conditioning pre and postnatal and a bodybuilding competition. I have a lot of interests in the fitness industry. You do. And it's like, it's been, that's what I mean. It's been so awesome to watch because um, you're kind of the same me, like me. And we just like to be honest and real and show the good and the bad. And it's really empowering when you see other people do that because they're like, okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay to do this. These everyday feelings are normal. And it's so great that you share that honestly through all of those interests that you have you know it's never just like just fitness stuff you're like hey this is where I'm at mentally like you really see the whole picture um, and really provide to your community 
um, through different avenues of content, like when it comes to, you know, food and all that kind of stuff. And and it's, I think people really appreciate that. It's like, you know, say it's online coach, but I feel like you're like an online therapist and a nutritionist (laughs) and a cheerleader, you know, like, so you were absolutely, (laughs) I definitely have felt like a therapist the last couple of years more than a fitness coach, but Hey, you know, jack of all trades at this point. Right. And then it's just, and then you, it's such a different connection level too. Like I was saying um, with Ryan in the last episode, there's something with um, trainers that are so different that I don't think unless you've had one or been in the experience that you really know what it's like, because it's not just, giving up and maybe sometimes it is you just buy a program you do it you check in da, da, da. but for the most part you guys are cheering them on you're reminding that they can do it you know you're that security blanket but you're also that drill sergeant like there's so many different ways that you guys show up that unless you've had one you don't really understand how much work goes into that you know and especially when you're not just a cookie cutter here's like a program you care about each person and that makes another difference as well I think Absolutely. Like even like when people first come on and they've never experienced working with a trainer before, it can be a little nerve wracking at first because they feel like they want to impress them and they want to do well. And then they don't want to admit when they had an off day. And it's in those moments when I get to really shine and show them like, hey, it's okay. You had an off day. Let's talk about it. Let's learn from the experience. And that's when I often like really build that relationship with my clients where they're like, whoa, okay, this person's on my side. They want to see me succeed. They're not gonna, you know, give me shit on those days where, you know, I have a cookie when it didn't fit into my program and I'm allowed to have that flexibility. Yeah, totally. And we're our worst critics too, right? And so if you're just constantly feeding that rhetoric, like you're a piece of shit, you had a piece of cake, go on and fucking die, like whatever bullshit. Like if you are constantly telling that, like your brain really doesn't know a difference from like your feelings to your thoughts and that becomes who you are and it becomes your identity. And that's, I think the biggest thing about fitness coaches, life coaches, any sort of, even friends, like just the cheerleaders that you have, they help you redirect those thought patterns. And, you know, sometimes it has to be repetitive because you've spent how many years believing that you're a piece of shit for having that, you know, food choice or didn't work out or whatever it is that you've developed like behaviorally, it takes a long time. So you know, and people get frustrated. And I'm sure you see with weight loss, you know, and this is the same thing, you can't expect to lose it in six months when it took, you know, eight Mm -hmm. years or even, 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 even fucking worse. And we both agree with this muscle building, like you can't just like lift weights for a couple months and eat in a surplus and be like, muscles like you do, but not (laughs) not if you're a woman. (laughs) No, and that's just it. And you know, that's quite often um, the majority of my messaging on 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 social media is just, you know, trying to promote patience, right? Because we live in such a fast paced world where everything is so instant, there's an app for everything. But fat loss, there isn't an app for that. You really got to practice that patience muscle. Yeah. And also too, I even find like, even just creating better habits for myself, like drinking more water, or, you know, even things that don't even have to do with my necessarily fitness, physical goals, but even just like, trying to meditate more and sleep better, because I know that's gonna and have rest days. And like, it's such a practice that like trickles out. And that's what I was saying about fitness, and why I think it's so important. And I've been preaching this for the last, especially the last little bit is that it literally teaches you a so many lessons in other ways that you can in life. And it also enhances your life. Like so many people are so, it drives me nuts when it's like, oh, you just want abs. No, I've never had abs. Not once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever will. And that's okay. But I yeah. feel strong as fuck. And I am so happy. Like, you know, it's, it's so much more than that. And you see the other side because you watch people's mindset grow their, you know, their relationship with food, their relationship with fitness and movement and their bodies. Like, yeah, it's just great. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And then you guys just go online and then you just spread even more. And I'm like, <gasps> just 
you know, when it's good, you got to make a game. I'm not saying that you shouldn't charge, but it's also, it's really nice of you to tell coaches that care and the ones that just want to make money, right? Where totally. It's like, Watch this video, sign up for my class and I'll tell you this. And you're like, Hey, here's a tip. And yeah. And I think it's great that you show up raw for your clients because you're kind of like not going to give them validation for their self-hate. You're going to give them validation for the self-acceptance and love by being real and honest and having that for yourself. Oh, I love that. That's like, yeah, that hey. was really well put. <laughs> I, I kind of said that better myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I think too, that's why you guys have such an, in- and people have developed that intimate relationship, right? Because yeah. a lot of people don't have that cheerleader or that person reminding them. And it's not that they don't have good people in their life. I'm not saying that, but you know, like if I, if I, I'm a little bit too much, I'm like, babe, I'm so proud of you. Like 60 million times a day. Like that gets that gets probably a little bit annoying, you know, <laughs> it's, it's nice when other outside sources, um, help you. And especially like, like you said, so topic at hand fitness through the last little bit. So in the fitness industry, you were in it before the pandemic. Can you kind of walk me through what your job in the industry was like before your career, sorry, and your business versus what it's kind of been in between and now? Absolutely. So prior to the pandemic, you know, a lot of people would just come to me for help with either um, getting comfortable in the gym, learning flexible dieting, losing a little bit of weight for summer, whatever their goals may be. I was, you know, I always try to help people with whatever their goals are. So a lot of, you know, what I would do for my clients kind of resulted in just, you know, holding them accountable towards their goals, helping them adjust their lifestyle to make sure that their lives aren't being completely flipped upside down to fit my program. We're kind of meeting each other halfway. And then just checking in with each other, you know, on a week to week basis, sometimes multiple times during the week, depending on the client, and just making sure that they're doing well, you know, giving them tough love when it's when it's needed, but as well too, you know, giving them the support that they need as well. So um, a lot of a lot of it was based on you know, of course, there are a couple of clients here and there who are just going through things in their life, right? Maybe they don't have a supportive husband or their kids are dealing with mental health issues and they have to take a step back from their fitness related goals. And then me, where that's where I step in and try to help them um, let go of that all or nothing mentality because quite often when they don't have the support that they need or they're going through things in their lives, um, they need help where they aren't quitting on themselves. So it's very tough for people to have to uh, let go of that all or nothing mentality. So I, I would deal with that a little bit on my end, but I found that that issue right there has kind of amplified with the majority of my clients transitioning towards and being in the middle of the pandemic now because everybody is kind of going through something that's very heavy, right? You know, yeah. prior to the pandemic, I think people's biggest issues were, um, I didn't lose weight this week. That's their biggest problem in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And looking back now, people are like, whoa, that's such a Shit. quality problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in I miss that problem. what all of us are going through right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it so, definitely humbles you a bit. <laughs> totally, absolutely. So, I mean, it's good because it gets people to see perspective in that area. So it kind of allows me to work with certain people who are still getting upset about things like that. I'm like, hey, you guys, like, you know, there's a lot bigger things going on in the world right now. If the scale didn't oh. go down this week, let's let it go, okay? We're yeah. just going to yeah. keep moving forward. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, a lot of that, absolutely, yeah. there's much bigger fish to fry now. So transitioning to where I am at now in the pandemic, you know, it's been it's been tough. Like, like I said, I've been dealing with most people um, adopting that all or nothing mentality because things have just been so heavy. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And I was saying too, if you haven't had um, any experience with any form of mental illness or you don't have a mental illness, and then now you're dealing with, you know, not saying everyone's clinically anxious or depressed, but you're showing signs of it. You're, you know, yes. And if you didn't know, and like for myself, I've been dealing with my mental illness for um, quite a few years prior to, or having awareness, maybe not handling it well, but trying and working on tools. And when we came into the pandemic, I mean, I'm not saying I was under control the first around hell no, but um, it was more like, okay, I'm recognizing where my thoughts are going, where my body's going. Like, I know that uh, outside of this, uh, if I'm racing, let's say driving anxiety, these are the things that I do to calm myself. And I just started doing those things and trying to identify triggers and like what would, you know, things that I, that I've been become aware of the couple of years, but had I not known that never experienced, I couldn't imagine the mental anguish of experiencing a panic attack for the first time or anxiety or depression. That's really fucking hard to go through. And most of our outlets are the gym and then the gyms get yeah. shut down or, you know, like it's hard enough to be consistent in the gym, let alone when they're open and closed. Like that's was my struggle. I'm like, I'm not fucking going back because they're just going to fucking close again. And I cannot handle this. Like, yeah, I'd rather be at home. <laughs> Absolutely. And I actually dealt with that this previous time around because they opened up the gyms again. When was it like the 18th or whatever? And I kind of like at first was excited, but then I was like, well, I just got used to my old program of working out at home now. Now I have to adapt it to go back to the friggin' gym. Like, okay. Like, I didn't know. And I was like, and I've never dealt that before where I'm like, I'm just going to work out at home and not go to the gym. I'm like, what is happening? That's just not like me. And you start seeing the mental shift that you have. And you're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where did this come from? And that's where I was too. I said, as soon as it happened and I was, we bought a squat rack, we sold our yellow gym and we bought a squat rack and kind of like your guys's. And yeah. um, I was really pumped about it. And I was just like, you know what, like, I'm gonna get excited about this for the month of December. And no matter what happens on the 18th, I'm still gonna fucking stay at home and crush it for the next three months, because I put this program in place. And I'm really excited about it. And as much as I'm excited to go back to the gym, I'm I'm really want to commit. And I know that's where I shine when I'm consistent. And in three months, I yes. can do a little switch and go back to the gym. And that way, it's fun for me, I'm more dedicated, like, but I feel very blessed in the sense that it forced me to find my inner athlete it made me Mm. it was like hey who the fuck are you without the equipment without the people around you without having any sort of accountability you are in charge of yourself right now you're your own parent what are you gonna do I love that and that's good like that you're able to take a step back and find the positive in that because as challenging as it is there's always something there right there's always a positive that wasn't the first well the first first week I was like immobilized I think most of us were when yes. the gym shut down because I you knew where we went to the same gym and it was just like I don't know what you guys were at first we're like why is everyone being so weird why is everyone cleaning everything this is ridiculous and then all of a sudden the next day it was like everything was shut down and I was like well that's weird yeah oh my goodness <laughs> the weirdest feeling ever and I remember we had nothing so we were doing like we would put the cat in uh, the cat cage and like bicep curl him or Grant would try to like <laughs> bench press me or we were just trying to find anything just to keep ourselves busy and at first we're like oh it wasn't a big deal we weren't too worried, but after a couple of weeks, it was like, okay, we need to start collecting gym equipment. And at that, that point, good luck. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. It was insane. Like everything was sold out. You couldn't get anything. Uh, we bench. lucked out and got, yeah, we did luck out and get a squat rack and we live in a two bedroom condo. We sold our dining room table. Like this is how, you know, we're meatheads sold our beautiful dining room table, put a squat rack in the middle of our, of our dining room table. I'm like, I don't care. I need to squat. <laughs> Girls yes. got to keep her gains. So yes. we just adapted, yeah. right? Yeah. 
but I remember we were debating it for like a good week we're like do we do this what if they open up gyms next week like I don't know if this is a good idea and I'm like I don't care like you know and that's Kyle with him being rational like that and weighing the pros and cons I'm like Kyle just give me a squat rack I need to do something (laughs) let me be irrational for yes (laughs) the one thing I do love about um, anything any gym equipment is that it very much saves its value like whatever you buy it for you generally can sell it for because people know the value like dumbbells they sell and if anything like we were really lucky when we got that gym it was a really good sale but yeah before that we had a couple dumbbells and we ended up getting a bench like his it was said it was nuts people were just buying stuff and I and I absolutely get it for sure but it was just like we were kind of on that like oh maybe we should go get equipment and by that point everyone had already thought that like three days before so it was like (laughs) Grant's trying to do resistant band stuff and just miserable. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. And then, yeah, about a month, about a month and a half in, we found that yellow gym. I'm like, thank God, because, you know, his, his mental health was like, he was struggling because that's yeah. what we, that's what our relationship started. Like we started, we started like oogling each other at the gym and we've always had that. That's always been our thing is going to the gym together. It's not that we can't do other things, but it was just like, it was so sad for us. And then Absolutely. There's no, I was trying and I was trying so hard because I, you know, teaching boot camps and stuff. I'm pretty used to body weights and, you know, take some pre-workout and just whatever. I'll just run around and be an idiot. We made it fun. But I really feel for those that were starting their fitness journeys or were really that struggle as it is. I've been doing this for like eight years. I I'm committed now. (laughs) So exactly. But it was hard. I can't imagine those. And that's probably for you, all your new clients that are you know, even especially this last Christmas, think about all the people that were like, fucking yeah, January, so excited. Da, da, da. And it was like, nope. Well, and that's the biggest thing is uh, a lot of people don't realize is that's, you know, the 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 New Year's months is typically where we make our most month or most amount of money. Like that's our revenue, right? That's our livelihood. Not that it's about the money, but at the end of the day, you know, that's our prime season, you know, come spring and summertime. Yeah, people aren't really looking for fitness coaches. They want to go enjoy their summer, right? So New Year's, is our time to shine and be there for people and help people like, cause that's when people are most motivated. So it was a very different new year's this year. I, I found in regards to people's motivations and, you know, just signing up and things like that. It was, uh, it was very strange. Something I've never experienced being in the industry since uh, 2014. Yeah. Well, just because like normally like January, it's like, you always see that meme where it's like dead in December and then busy in January. And it's great. I think yeah. I, for me and everyone's different. I, I, I never judge people how they attack goals. If you want to, you do new year's resolutions. Great. If it doesn't don't for me, I like to like reevaluate every like three, four months. So it's like September when everyone go back to school, I'm still in the mentality that I'm 14 years old and I'm going back to school in September. So it's time to get my shit together. And that. then right. January. It's like, okay. <laughs> Now I've really got to get my shit together. I tried these last three months. And then it's like just before spring, especially in the Okanagan, it's like we've come out of our winter. Okay. Because my goals are going to change depending on what season I'm in because I'm doing different stuff at work and I'm, you know, I'm outside doing activities more. So do I need to do as much indoor cardio? Probably not. You know, like, am I going to adjust my, you know, like macros if that's how you're counting so that I can enjoy a little bit more food in the, not enjoy, you do whatever you want, but you know, we all know what we feel better, what we're doing. I don't feel good when I eat like shit all the time. It's just facts, but I'm not going to turn down summer food. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. And that's okay. Like your goals should shift with your season. Right. And it depends on the person. Right. But yeah, the majority of people that is like the, the, the new year's time. Right. But even as well too, especially us being in Canada, it is very tough during these months, right? We're not seeing a whole heck of a lot of sun. So our moods are very much, you know, a lot lower than what they typically are. Depression's a little bit higher in a normal situation in a normal year. 
pre-pandemic and, you know, having the gym and exercising and, you know, taking care of yourself, that's what helps us. Yeah, totally. And in mentality too, like, um, besides all the physical, and I think too, people that, it's always funny, you can tell when people don't understand fitness when they talk about it and they're just like, oh, it's about this. It's like, oh, my, I go mostly for my mental health because for so many reasons, but it's like, it, especially through all of this, that that's the one thing I don't know what other people, but for me, for my anxiety, going to the gym helps me control something. So it doesn't really matter whatever else is happening in the world for that hour, hour and a half, however long I choose to go. I'm in control of what happens and Absolutely. how I'm going to approach it, how I'm going to leave it, how it doesn't have to be a good workout. Like it could be the shittiest workout, but nothing else matters. I put in what I get out and I love that. I love that escape. And, um, I just, it makes me so sad that, that, that was not even considered, um, a form of treatment for anything, especially, you know, when they say that anxiety and those things progress illnesses, other illnesses, right? Like if you're mm-hmm. in a constant state of anxiety and survivor mode, your body's never fucking relaxing, no matter how much, you know, you do the things that you're supposed to do, eat healthy and all that. Right. And that that's, you can't yes. control that from the outside shit that's going on right now. And it's just like, how can you not relate fitness to helping everything that we're struggling with right now? And that's the biggest thing that's been frustrating, I think, about all of this is there's never been any discussion in regards to exercise and promoting health and just being proactive with our health. Everything is so reactionary and it's so frustrating, especially when like movement has been shown. There's research to actually show that movement is the number one way to reduce stress. So if we are all in a constant state of chronic stress these last couple of years, why is that not being promoted more? So it's been very frustrating. Yeah. And to like, and then the, what, that's what I love about the summer and the spring where I don't feel as like cooped up because we live in such a beautiful place and we, and we can do stuff in the winter. I just hate being cold. Um, <laughs> I don't have yes! much motivation, but it's like, you know, it's, um, the, the one thing that I, that saved me through all this, I don't know about you is, was being in the Okanagan and no matter what it was like, okay, well spring and summer, I don't even fucking care about inside. Like I'm outside doing things. I'm on a paddleboard. I'm, you know, and that, but then I'm like, now I'm terrified for every winter and fall because I know then what my mental health is going to have to go through being locked in with all this stuff just over the last couple of years. And it's like, I caught myself today and I was like, Oh, and then we'll get back to fall and then we'll be locked. And I was like, I know we have PTSD at this point. Right. And I, I caught myself even doing that as well. And it's, it's absolutely insane that, that we've been programmed to already start doing that after a couple of years. Totally. And I don't know if you noticed, like for myself, I didn't notice, I think how much, um, how defeated I was inside because I'm such a like glass half full, where's the positives looking for the good. Like, and I, I think that I, I almost covered that up. Like it was almost too toxic and I didn't really, really stop and be like, okay, take some of these emotions in because it, this last week they've like flooded out. Like I can't even open Instagram without crying this week. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, oh, I know. I think- think the biggest thing is just seeing everyone recognize that you know especially with this like latest movement is how important fitness is for people's mental health um, and physical health Um, as a coach did you see like you said like at first it was just like checking in was there a huge vast like majority that were struggling more with their mental health than you'd ever notice like was that a huge influx absolutely um it was absolutely insane i think that in 2020 
we, I started to like notice a deterioration in a lot of people, but it wasn't until 2021 where I think things got a lot worse for a lot of, pe- a lot of people because in 2020, I mean, I still feel like we were all in this together. There really yes. wasn't the whole divide and conquer um, uh, procedures in place with our governments at that time. Whereas oh. in 2021, with everything going on, obviously, you know, there was a lot of divide at that point. And that's where I think the uh, mental health issues for a lot of people really took a turn for them. And it, it was getting to the point where I was starting to get very depressed and I wasn't looking forward to doing my weekly check-ins anymore because I knew what I could expect in regards to what people's responses were going to be and the struggles and obstacles that they were going through and me having to just constantly try to bring people up when I have no gas left in my system to even bring myself up. So it was very challenging, especially those last couple of months of 2021, where I just, you know, hit a, hit a state of depression myself. Like I, I could feel it. And it's not anything that I've been through since I was like a teenager where, you know, I just couldn't even want, I didn't even want to get out of bed. I didn't even want to do the basic things that I needed to do to just, you know, uphold my, my household, like cleaning my place and doing the dishes was absolutely just out of the question for me. So I just had zero energy and uh, to help, you know, um, all my clients and try to be there for them. I just feel like, you know, I let them down in some degree because I wasn't able to be my best self, but you can only do so much when you have no energy with everything going on as well. Absolutely. And then too, on top of it, being a very caring, empathetic person, and this is where it's like being coaches is amazing, but it's like probably super hard also to not absorb yes. everything um, because you're like, I, and, and to not feel like, cause you want to help people. That's hundred percent why you're doing that. And you're just like, you want to, but that is literally out of your control. And then it's, that's something that you're personally feeling as well. So it's just amplified with all of your clients and you being such a caring person as well, you want to help with that, but it's like, it's your hands sometimes are totally fucking tied. And then you're like, I've got nothing. And then I'm trying to, and then you absorb it. And it's, and, and, this is my other biggest thing is where the fuck is the supporter that helped to go through all this mental health? Like, why is there yes. only, like you said, a reactive thing? Like, this is the one thing that's going to save everything. Okay. But everyone else and all the ripple effect of all of this now, how are we dealing with that? Cool. Cool. You got this dope, dope. Let's, let's refocus. Where was the mental health support through all of this? Where was like, Hey guys, you've been locked in your house and away from people and said, it was like, just zoom call people just da, 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 da. And it's like that, that's not enough. That, that is not enough. You can't put everyone through all of this and literally fucking give nothing for people to learn, even learn, understand, recognize what anxiety and depression in themselves, people around them, like literally nothing was given. So absolutely like you, nothing was given. Yeah. No, like for you, you said you've been through that. Not obviously like, but you could identify it at least so that you and Kyle knew what was going on. So it didn't, but imagine you didn't go through that. Imagine Kyle had no fucking idea. And all of a sudden all this was happening and he had no idea that like, that's a mind fuck on your relationship because you don't know what's going on. You can't communicate that to him. He has no idea what's going on. He probably think it's him. And then there's, a, you know what I mean? And it's like, what, this is why there's so much more addiction, abuse, all of that stuff, because people weren't supported in 
any of this. No, and that's the biggest thing, right, is a lot of people, they don't actually have those skill sets, right, to be able to catch themselves and ask themselves, like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I having these thoughts? Some people aren't even self-aware enough to know that they are having these negative thoughts. They they just know that they're acting in a negative way, and there's that self-sabotage where they're binging, they're, they're drinking, they're doing all of these unhealthy things to try to cope, not realizing all of these negative thoughts that are going on in their head that are causing these actions because they don't have those skill sets in place. And then, like you said, right, it's going to be like amplified towards your spouse. And if they uh, don't understand what's going on with you because you don't know how to communicate it, it's just a vicious cycle that I think everybody has gone through and they just don't have that support. And it's overwhelming. And then this is another thing I wanted to say earlier, too. I imagine and you probably feel this way. You probably not now because obviously, you know more. But everyone feels overwhelmed when they go in the fitness industry to begin with. And then all of a sudden now you're looking at everyone saying this stuff and then it's overwhelming. And then on top of it, you have all these things working against you. Like that is not setting anybody up successfully at all. It's like even for myself, like I know a decent amount from stuff that I've learned, but I'm constantly learning. I think everybody is. Um, But even myself, I'm like, oh, my God, how do I even choose what I have? for my diet? What should be a good thing? Like, what is a good food and a bad food? I know there's not, but you know, you just read all this stuff and then you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't fucking care anymore. I don't care. I give up. Like, exactly. Almost like that's what it's programmed to do to overwhelm people just to fucking give up. And so many aspects. Sometimes I'm like, we just need a purge of the internet or something and start fresh. (laughs) Oh my goodness. If we could do that, that would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Although the one day the internet went down, it was the weirdest thing. That was weird. That was a know. weird day. I oh, I can't remember it specifically enough, but I, but I, I feel like it was a good day. <laughs> it was. And I, I think I was remember being pissed off because like I've always been really like I love the podcast. I love doing all this, but I, I'm really delayed in posting. I'm terrible at it. Um, and so I remember I was like literally on fucking time for this reel. And it was like it wouldn't load and it wouldn't load. I was like, oh, oh, I'm getting kicked off of face. Oh, here we go. I'm getting kicked off Instagram, like fucking this <laughs> and that. And it was like the whole Internet just shut down. I was like. So the one day I had my shit together, the internet shuts down. Like, that's it. I'm never getting my shit together. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice in the sense that, like, you just didn't have it. But it's, like, it's shitty because then it made you realize, too. I don't know about anyone else, but it made me realize how much I actually depended and how everything I had was on there. I like, know. All my pictures would be gone. All of it. And I was, like. So then I started like downloading pictures to my I, uh, like my iCloud and then downloading it onto, like, a hard drive. And I was, like. Uh, I kind of like and if that's your business like that they're fucking with people's livelihoods there oh 100% I totally agree but it was nice to have that quiet for a little bit I was like go to look I was like oh yeah right (laughs) duh (laughs) if we could schedule it you know where it's not a surprise like that where when we're in the middle of posting something that would be great yeah and then you're like oh my god is this it is it the end of the world is this the apocalypse I've been reading about in the conspiracy theories (laughs) like I knew it I knew it's happening now (laughs) um (laughs) Uh, is when we think about, and we've talked about this a little before, but do you um, feel like coming from the fitness industry and when it comes to like that side of health, do you feel like any of these restrictions or mandates were really justified or required? Or do you think there should have been alternative solutions for people? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, the biggest thing was when it first happened in March of 2020 with the lockdowns, Nobody really knew what to expect. So we all just, you know, accepted it and fine, whatever. Let's spend those two weeks to flatten the curve and hope for the best. You know, but the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. 
So the fact that we went into another lockdown was something that didn't make any sense. And I think the biggest thing that has frustrated me, especially with my industry, is the passports that have been put in place for you to access a facility, to go exercise, to go to the gym, even to go swimming now, go do yoga. You have to have a passport in order to do so. And I think that if I could pick one mandate that is completely unjustified, it would be that one. Yeah, I totally agree. And at first I was like, you know what? I'll just shut up. I'll just shut up. I'll just shut up and wait a couple months, right? Yes. Like September, October, I'll shut up because I know it's not going to work, but I'll just shut up. I'm, yes. I don't like to eat my own words because some of them have been bitter and it's not been fun. So I really try to have nice sweet words so that if I have to eat them, they're not so bad. Um, yeah. But also I, you know, I have to check my ego sometimes. So I'm like, Hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe this will work. Let's see this science play out. And, you know, we were lucky, luckily enough to find a place that didn't discriminate and, you know, all's business. Well, well, but that's not for everyone. We're very blessed that way. And I, it really upset me after, you know, the two months specifically and nothing changed. And then when it happened in December, when they shut it down, I'm not going to say I was happy because I never wanted that. But at the same time, I was like, this needs to happen. So yes. people can see that they are not justified and that there's no data supporting this. And I felt very nervous. That, I mean, now I've been pretty vocal from day one, but, you know, didn't push it so much. And now I was like, okay, season three, let's go. Just kidding. Roll up the sleeves. Let's do this. <laughs> ah, it's time to get dirty. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm, and I'm not meaning it in a hateful way. It's more like everything that I've done, everything I've said, everything I've tried to portray is because I generally give a shit about people. And yes. I've been manipulated. I've been gaslit. I see virtual signalers for what they really are. And that is all I see for the last two years. And I cannot live with myself. I would rather, I shared this other day, I'd rather get shadow banned and canceled for sharing the truth than being loved for being fake. Yep. I just, unpopular opinion maybe, but. No, I and just... I agree. And I, and I always, I always think about no, I don't have kids yet or anything, but I always wonder, like, you know, there's going to be a point in time where they're going to ask us, like, hey, mom, dad, what what happened in the pandemic of uh, 2020? What, what, what were your thought process? What were your actions? And do I want to be proud of my story? Mm-hmm. And that's what holds me accountable to, you know, doing the right things that I feel are right and standing up for what I believe is true. Totally. And I think on top of that is how we conduct ourselves with other people. I was saying yeah. this the other today and someone was like, oh my God, I never thought about that. I have never through this whole thing uh, wished ill will on anybody nope. at all, ever. But I cannot say that that has not been the same towards myself. Yep. And that was a really hard pill to swallow because I am such a people person I do love connecting with people and it was just like I think that's why I have to show up so raw and real sometimes because for the what I was reading is you know some of these hateful comments and I was like I want you to replace those hateful comments and not saying that group of people I want you to say my name I want you to put a human and humanize what you're saying because you're dehumanizing a whole entire group or a whole whole thought of you know people no matter what their reasons or what they're thinking and I just don't think that that's great and I think because and we've been so disconnected these last two years because we've been shoved in our houses and only have online connections it's almost like people forgot humanity and I think yeah. that's why this last week has been so beautiful and actually even before that when the gym started to open before the before the like with the unity movement before the even mandate it was just so beautiful to people just saying fucking enough and we care about you and you matter and I just was so my heart just like I was like the Grinch 
and my heart just grew like 10 times the size. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's the thing I think you know just even going back to the gym closures in December like I agree with you that I uh you know wasn't happy about it but I did feel like it needed to happen. Yeah. And it was at that point where I think a lot of people started to say okay this doesn't make sense right yeah. so it, it definitely woke a lot of people up and you know started getting people to do the thing that we should all be doing and that's just questioning things and that's all that that's about just questioning yeah, when, things when did that become i mean i've always been a chatty investigative nosy little bitch since uh i was way young um <laughs> so I'm sure uh, over time, my questions have been annoying to people, but generally I'm just curious as fuck. And I want to know a knowledge is really power. And for a while I was just kind of like sleeping on learning stuff. I like let my ego take over. And I was like, I don't need to learn things in the world and know so much. I think that's like in your weird, like between twenties and mid twenties, yeah. you know, and then you fucking get humbled in your thirties and you're like, wow. Um, <laughs> um, Absolutely. But, uh, I'm squirreling again though. Um, what do you think? Because I, I I really value your opinion on this part. What do you think they could have done better? Like how? Because I I like to play devil's advocate, and I, I said this with things like with cannabis. Like there's some people that think that cannabis is literally heroin, okay? And then there's some people that are like live their lives and have been saved by it. So in order for us to come together, we kind of have to meet in the middle. So when people ask me like, why is cannabis so regulated? I'm like, because there's a group of people in the world that believe it's heroin, and I'm not saying that they're right or I agree with them, but I also want to be respectful and I want them to embrace this side and I don't think that's the right way of going yeah that, right so like what do you feel um that they could have done so that people felt safe you know that we weren't sure um but then also people had their freedoms to to do the one thing that helps your immune system the most I think yeah I do think the biggest thing that has created this divide is the passport system that's been put in place you know especially with enough evidence just showing that you know both individuals can transmit and spread the the virus then you know why are we um, not allowing certain people to be included in specific activities that are very important and essential I would argue such as our fitness right Mm -hmm. so I mean that's a tough question. And, and I think yep. it's a very important one. And I'm glad that you're asking that. But I think it's tough, right? Because I wouldn't want to be in their position. And at the end of the day, um, as frustrating as some of these elected officials have been, I, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do what they're doing, No, you know, to make to. these decisions for the collective like this. And it's a tough job. So I, I get it to some degree, right. But I think even just taking a step back and maybe listening to us a little bit more and trying to find a middle ground on their end, right? You know, maybe ramping up healthcare a little bit more. Like, why are we making such drastic cuts and firing certain healthcare individuals, right? For their, for their medical decisions Um, that might've helped because the whole thing was to not overrun hospitals. That was the biggest goal. So why aren't we ramping up healthcare and making that a priority more, right? Versus, you know, just locking everybody down. I totally agree. And I feel like they just put their resources in totally the wrong places. And then it makes it hard to argue that it wasn't done for, you know, a shitty reason. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. if we're really protecting people, and I think it comes down to like, at this point, I think we all know that the the protection as adults that we need to take or that we feel safe taking or, you know, whether that be masks or, you know, vaccines or distancing or, you know, hand washing or whatever that is, 
I think as adults, we all know what the risks are, what the rewards are and what we can do. And I think if we just all can go back to respecting that of one another and being kind, being like, you know, like you see people snap each other because they're not six feet distance. Like, okay, that's not necessary. Yes. And that's just it, right? Like allowing people to make those decisions for themselves. Hey, if you want to wear a mask, great. Wear a mask. Like if you want to get the jab, great. Get the jab. I'm glad you have that opportunity. But at the end of the day, you know, there needs to be some understanding that, hey, you know, everybody is different. It's not a one size fits all. Yes. Yes. And having the respect of others that they know how to do that. And I, I don't, yes. you know, I don't attack other people for things that they do that maybe put me at risk, you know, like someone that's driving crazy, you know, car accidents or whatever, like nobody's cared about what I'm doing with my health up until now. And I find that very strange and, and not frankly, anyone's business. And I've been very yes. vocal. I have a fucking podcast about it. It's not like I'm, I'm hiding it or have anything to hide, but I just feel like that's wild or or I like to stand up for people that don't feel comfortable with all those things so I think like we said at first totally understand the precautions we didn't know but it's been two years we have enough data collected of what is good for people that they can read absorb for themselves make their own decisions and move forward and I think that's all that the government needs to do is listen to what majority of people saying, not a biased majority (laughs) that they pick or, you know, it was like, Oh, well on this poll. And it's like, okay, but where did the poll come from? Like, let's be real. Did this come from the government? Did you guys pull the government that, you know, like exactly they, they manipulate things and they work off of people's emotions. And I think being disconnected and all that we don't see humans it's easy to just get hyped up on all of that stuff too right I've caught myself too where I'm like holy shit it's the internet get off <laughs> I think I did that three times today I'm like that's enough internet for today <laughs> ah, I know and honestly I have to thank you you've 100% I meant to message you this the other day actually um didn't know about the uh your activity thing on Instagram and so I started looking for myself and got real, real ashamed. I was like, wow, you spend far too much time. And then I started telling myself, well, it's for the podcast. And then I realized, well, the podcast page records its own specific time. You asshole, that has nothing to do with it. Nice try. Um, yep. So you've motivated me because it's not that I don't think it's a great thing, but my word for the year is intentional. So if I'm on there, am I being intentional with my time or am I absorbing shit? Now, the last week has been a little bit different history making so I have been giving myself grace this week but it is not good to consume for no reason so thank you for like putting that out there that you were doing that and being honest with that because I was like oh I need to be honest with myself and yeah you were honest nothing compared to me (laughs) really because mine was pretty bad (laughs) but it's tough to admit that right but sometimes you know even just putting it out there like that it's just a good way to be vulnerable and hold yourself accountable it's like okay like I need to make a change because I could justify too like hey you know the majority of my business is generated on Instagram you know I need to spend my time there but then I'm paying attention to what I'm doing and it's not intentional and I'm like okay you know, I and need to take a step up. back here. Yeah. And I'm all turned out for nothing. I'm like, why am I reading? My biggest thing is that I have to stop is searching for validation in the comment section. Not necessarily Holy hey. yeah. like I'm looking, but I'm just like, someone's having an argument and I have to see how many people are on my side of the argument versus how much is on the other. And I'm like, wow, why do I fucking care? And you just, it's, we're just programmed to do that now. It's just, you know, and being at home for two years, you go to your phone because that's the little connection that you can have. It's a fake connection from like, not fake, but you know what I mean? Like it's not real connection, but it's a little tiny sliver of privilege that we get to have with that. And it's like, and then that's what you have. And you're like, no wonder why everyone's fucking pissed off and angry and upset and yelling at each other all the time. Like, yeah, 
there's, it's so overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I totally agree that they, one of the biggest things is like, okay, so instead of putting that billion, what was it? Was it make quick? I don't know. Million dollars into the VAX passes. Is that how much it was per province? Something I can't, like I can't remember. I can't million or billion, something fucking stupid either way. Yeah. Too much. So too much. I am not a accountant or a, a financial advisor. I am terrible with money. Do not get me wrong. However, I feel like, um, if they would have taken that money and not mm-hmm. fired half the healthcare and then put that into the healthcare system that has been deserving this for a plethora of years and mm-hmm. issues that would have solved a lot of problems. Because like you said, we go back to, well, this isn't the strain on the healthcare system. That's why we're all doing this. And it's like, but the healthcare system's foundation wasn't set up to begin with, wasn't even ready for this. And you've had two years and you haven't fixed it. So yep. is it really the gyms? That's the problem. Is it really the restaurants? Is it really the bars and the events? Or is this just not set up? And you're just like, I don't know, I'm not going to say like using it, but it, it makes it hard not to, to, to look at that. Right. It's yeah. And then when you hear they get incentives for doing certain stuff, you're like, no, I'm not having this bullshit. <laughs> it's frustrating. Right. And that's the it biggest is. thing, right. It's like, Hey, like what's the common goal here? We don't want to overrun healthcare. Great. What can we do to support them? You know, what are we doing to maybe, you know, fast track some of these nurses through so we can get more people into the system? You know, what are we doing to incentivize um, the current people who have been um, working their asses off for the last couple of years? You know, go giving them a paid vacation, you know, actually giving them time off because they need it. They deserve it. You can just tell how fatigued and tired and, you know, Um, done they are with the whole thing you know why aren't we giving them more support in that area yeah absolutely and I just that's why I'm like I don't understand governmental budgets don't get me wrong terrible on my own but (laughs) something's kind of fishy here and that's and then it's and then it's another then then that topic and everything which I feel like and then it turns into a political thing and then it's like you're on one side or the other and that's that and it's like no there's so much more to all of this and I feel like humanity just needs to come back to just like we are we are we're totally coming back but it's just nice to see people seeing people as humans again you know not just someone online like it's I never understand people getting rude online like where does that get you (laughs) it it gets you nowhere I'm sure you get it because you're out there more like not like that but you know because the more you're on social media the more you know I even noticed like once someone hashtag freedom freedom convoy on my one video and it went and I got a bunch of attention that I didn't really want I was like oh yeah and of course there's an asshole. And I mean, like I, at this point, I just play with along with them because I don't know how else to deal with it. And that's just it, right? Like I, I, I'm at a point too where, Hey, you know what? Like I just, um, I can't argue with people, you know, you're entitled to your opinion, but I'm also entitled to mine. You know, you go that way. I'm going to go this way. And it, you know, that's just it at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's, it's, a it's a good exercise to learn to not care at like, it's so terrifying sometimes to like, yeah. sometimes I'll just block and delete. But the, like the other day I was like, no, 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 like talk, like work through this. Like this guy's an idiot. Like just have fun with him because what's going to happen. Are you going to die? Are you, did you die? No. Okay, cool. Like, you know, <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, this is it. Some troll has taken me. This is how I'm good. I'm like, okay, anxiety. Can you just like shut the fuck up for three seconds here? Like you're out of control yeah (laughs) just just don't don't feed into it or play with it or whatever or just block and delete because I think one thing we're all learning how to be in this online space right so you just we're learning how to be how to be how to have etiquette how what is right and like you know you look at people like let's say Jake Paul 
at the beginning where he was like one of the first YouTubers and doing stupid fucking shit. I mean, he's still doing stupid stuff, but really like there was no boundaries. He was the first one to go through that. And now over time, like he's becoming a fighter and he's still a shit, but he's not doing disrespectful things. Cause it's like, you know, as a collective, we're learning how to be in this online space. And I think a big lesson that people are learning is you can have boundaries online, just like you do in real life. If, if, if following certain people or having them follow you, or if you don't want certain people seeing your stories or, you know, you don't want to follow them back, you have the ability to do that. And it's your power to do so. And, and you don't need to explain that to anybody. It's like, we think this online space, we have to just accept everything because we're online. No, exactly. No, I'm not having that. <laughs> yep, I totally agree. Um, so when it comes to um, where we're going next, and I know this is a hard question because it changes like every 30 seconds, it feels like. Yep. Do you have any, like, just for fun, we can look back and ask, where do you think this is going? Do you think we're close to the end? Do you think they're going to pull a quick one on us and we'll laugh about this episode after? <laughs> I hope they don't pull a quick one on us. Um, I feel like there definitely is enough pushback going on right now, not just from, you know, the general public, but, you know, even from uh, elected officials and everything as well, that I think, you know, the tides are turning. You are starting to see mandates being dropped all over the world you know in the UK and things like that where I think you know it's just a matter of time um you know I think right now uh, Trudeau wants to hold on to as much power as he possibly can and he's gonna for as long as possible but you know there's enough pushback right now that I think um you know we, we, we will see some positive changes here I don't know when I hope sooner than later but you know I'm just gonna kind of continue to take things day by day and hope for the best here yeah totally and I think that's all we can do and I think I don't know about you but I've learned a lot about myself in the last two years yes where my my priorities are lying what's really important who's important who's really by my side you know like who actually cares about me despite my choices and and you know like I have friends that have made different choices and we're still the greatest of friends like you know it's shown me what I what I want out of myself like where I want to be I'm so glad we're in the Okanagan like I, this was the best decision we made for location and even though there was so much shit I always try to like you know when you're going through it it's hard but I try to look at the positives too what did I learn I learned okay I'm too sufficient on the system that's for sure like you know I was too where was I when I didn't have gym equipment now I got to finally you know I learned how to do push-ups I never could do push-ups I was yeah <laughs> I was like, I just, one of those things I told myself I could never do. And I tried like years and years in my beginning of my fitness career and I couldn't do it without like cheating somehow. And so (laughs) when the lockdown happened, I got tagged and the girl that tagged me wasn't really into fitness that much. And she could do 10 pushups. And I was like, this is embarrassing. So I'm like, here is a perfect opportunity to be uncomfortable where no one is around. And I can be proud of this. I can say I came out of the pandemic and this lockdown, I learned how to do pushups. And I think I've just mentally, every time we go into them, even though it's so sad that we have PTSD, that we have to do this. I'm like, what can I learn? Is there a course I could take? Is there, you know, if I'm going to be at home, what positive can I get out of this? Because I really don't have a control of what's going out there. Um, do you yeah. feel like you found some positives coming out of, because we're coming out of this pandemic. I'm fucking saying it. I'll eat my words yep. if we're not, whatever. We're coming out of it. What are some of the positives that you, um, switching to like a happy light. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I think the biggest thing for me is just, you know, finding my tribe. I think um, it's been a little bit tough at first to speak out 
um, with your opinion. There's a lot of divide going on and you're afraid of uh, losing people in your life. And I've lost a lot of people, but I've also gained a lot of people as well. A lot of like-minded individuals such as yourself. And I think um, just surrounding yourself with more like-minded people is, um, it's been absolutely amazing. And I think that it's going to really create some strong friendships and foundations to give us all something to kind of laugh laugh uh laugh at earlier like later on in the future um and I'm really excited for that yeah totally and 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 you just see the strength in in your in your uh, group of friends as well like yeah all learning all learning from each other and just even people that maybe not be in the same town or but just the online people that I've met that have been the same very like you know it's scary 100% showing up even just vulnerable but with an opinion that some people aren't ready to hear or they just don't like, and you know, it's, it's going to be a very interesting year. Um, and I think we're all in such a, we've been through it. So we're in a good place where we can kind of push out the bullshit and just kind of, you know, like that you're fair to have your opinion, but I'm, I'm not going to hate you, but I'm not going to engage in this. And I'm just going to spend all my energy on the people that make me feel good. That make me feel seen. And even if my thoughts or my worries or my fears are outrageous, you know, your people usually don't make you feel like shit about it. They'll talk you through it. They'll work. Why? Why are you feeling that way? Tell me, how can I support you? You know, like if you don't have people in your circle doing that, I don't know. I'd really be reevaluating your friendship circle because you should, you know, you shouldn't have to feel afraid to, to be vulnerable and say the things without people being like, oh my God, did you just say that? Put your tinfoil hat on. You're like, no, I read this <laughs> and I want to know this is fucking weird. Like, I love the people that I'm like, Hey, I read this is weird. Can you read it? And they're like, give it to me. I want to, you know, and I'm not saying any of this shit is true, but like, I just love having discussion and questions. And I think the more open you are about it, the more people you bring in that are okay to have those questions. And yeah, you know, or like, did you fucking read this or, or when you're having your panic, like, Oh my God, it's the end of the world. And then that person's like having a strength that you're like, no, it's fine. I'm like, Oh, thank you. And then exactly. I read this and now the end of the world is going to happen. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> that was me yesterday. No, we're not here. <laughs> They're the yeah. yin to your yang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It says it is really good. And then you have a group and then you have a group chat and then we all laugh about it. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's going to be nice to look back at the strength and the lessons that we learned and the friendships that we made. And um, it's nice that everyone is starting to see hope for the future. I did not see that for a long time for myself. Yeah. And I finally feel it. And so it makes those harder days a little bit easier, you know? I, yeah, totally. I, I completely agree. Let's hold on to them. Um, and one more thing before we go. This has been amazing, Kristen. Thank you so much for coming on today. Um, but I would love to know, is there any other advice besides like finding your tribe, but any other advice for anyone feeling any heaviness um, in the industry or furthermore, anyone looking for some advice to just kind of reinvigor your motivation for your fitness journey? I think I would tell people to remember that tough times don't last, but tough people do. So just keep holding strong and remember that everything is going to be okay. Everything's going to pass. Totally. I just have to remind myself that all the time. And like you said, so many instant gratification world, right? So it's like remembering like, it's going to pass. It's going to be okay. I'm just like a very impatient person. So I need it yesterday. <laughs> we <laughs> all are. And that's the thing. And everyone's like, oh, you're always so patient. And I'm actually probably the most impatient person uh, <laughs> out of anybody. But, you know, you just have to like constantly just remind yourself of that and have those conversations with yourself. Totally. And I mean, you were so just so maybe those that don't follow just a quick before we go, like you uh, injured your Achilles. Was that just before the pandemic or in the middle of? 
It was in the middle of, so yeah. it was June 1st of 2020, three weeks before the gyms were going to open back up. Oh, worst, right. worst day of my life. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that, I think that was like, that was my, like, anytime that I was like pity party, like me, you can't. I was like, Kristen's literally rebuilding her fucking leg. Like she can barely <laughs> walk. Um, you can get your ass up and do it, but it's like, you do that. Cause you're like, okay, she can't. So I'm going to do it because she, she can't, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I love following people that, you know, share their journeys um, and being honest, like, and so many people aren't. And so I appreciate that very much. One more thing before I go, is there anything that anybody in the community can do to help support those in the fitness industry um, get through this kind of fuckery? The biggest thing is to reach out to those around you. If you know that you have friends and family who can't go to the gym right now, you know, it, maybe they're not showing it, but I guarantee, especially if they go a lot or they go to yoga or anything like that, they probably are struggling mentally and, you know, be there for. So if you do want to take it a step further, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to the gym owners and just, you know, show them support and your concerns, just express your concerns in regards to the passport. And then that way, you know, it's just showing those around you the support that they might be needing during this time. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing too, is like we said, this is a big battle, but there's still things in place and not every gym um, is following through with the unity movement. Not every plate, like there are a lot of people that are still you know, checking. And so there's still a big part of the population that need it the most that haven't had it for four or five months, you know, that need that. And I agree, advocate for them, make sure they're okay, you know, check in and to like provide resources. Like I'm always like, Hey, I found this cool, you know, video on YouTube. That's fun to work out. Or, you know, just always, you know, being their cheerleaders. I think we need to be that for each other um, until this all ends. And yeah, if you really care hundred percent, get on, get fucking vocal. I totally agree. I think that, you know, a lot of people need that support right now. A lot of the things that are going on with, you know, the mandates and things, unless it impacts you, people don't care. And I do see that turning now, which is awesome to see, but it needs to continue, even though you can show your passport and still go to the gym and that's great and all and it doesn't affect you. We have to remember that it is still affecting other people that you care about, your friends, your family. So be there for them and show them support. Yeah. And we're in this together, right? Like we said, I feel the same yes. like just before summer 2020. It was like all good. And then it's like, it started to shift. And then by the fall, it was like almost everyone started hating each other. And then it was just like pure hate through 2021. And then I was like, oh, summer, bye. <laughs> and exactly. Then and then you come back and it was like almost tenfold this fall with the passports and the segregation yeah. and, and the wording and stuff like that. And it just, um, I felt like I had to really do a lot of mental preparedness of like what I was letting in and being like, is that really how I feel about myself? Or is this just what I'm absorbing online? And then I had to be like, okay, you need to stop reading some of this stuff because you know, it, it, it does affect you. And, and I, I always like to read both sides of the story. So I'm getting the whole story, but sometimes the other side, it really hurts. And it's hard to differentiate in your mind that that is just something you're reading based on someone else's opinion versus that's fact, right? It's, it's hard. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, uh, I totally agree reaching out because, um, you know, people are hard. It's hard to say sometimes like I'm struggling, you know, but it feels so nice when someone just randomly says no one's going to be mad if you run. You're like, hey, how's it going? You're awesome. <laughs> Bye. Like, I don't if someone's mad at them, send them to me. I'll fucking deal with them. You know, like I think that's <laughs> what we can do the best is like we might not always be able to connect, but a simple little message that takes two seconds out of your day, you know, will brighten someone's day and or just being like, hey your bum's looking good or, you know, like, oh, I see, you know, anything. I just, it, it's just good. 
good feels, right? Like let's restore good feelings and complimenting and smiling at each other and you know, all those good, fuzzy, weird feelings. I totally agree. Right. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on the show today. Is there anything else that you would want to touch on? Or do you feel like we've kind of, you know, given your full experience of what it's like um, being through this in the fitness industry? Yeah, no, I think, um, I'm, I don't think so. Sorry. No, that's okay. I know that's like, I'm, like, I'm tired. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. And we're always like, always so chit chatting. And then sometimes like, I was like, did I make sure that we got their point across? And thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, showing up online for everyone, constantly giving great content on all things. If you guys don't follow her, make sure you do. Um, she's great motivation. Hopefully we won't need to have any more. Hey guys, we're going to switch to the home programs, but this girl has been as well as coach Ryan amazing to everyone, even if you're a client or not valuable content. Thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on the show today and we will hop on to our next guest. Thank you. All right, guys, it is Kayla this time, and we are recording in our season three, episode 55 for fitness. And today we actually have a returning guest, and her name is Erin. Hey, girl. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited to sit you down and have a chat about how, you know, your competition and everything went and prep and all that, like during this interesting time frame that we're currently all in limbo inside of. Right. I'm excited to be back. That's for sure. Yeah, it's good. I always enjoy like rehabbing like returning guests from like the beginning, like the very beginning, because it's kind of neat. You guys are like our, our day one. So it's kind of cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember being terrified the first day, so it's much different now. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Like, it's just getting much easier. Even me and Brandy, we talk, I've probably every pregame we have, I tell her, I'm like, oh my God, go back and listen to like season one, episode one. And I'm just like, I think about it and I'm like, oh, it's so cringe. It's so cringe. I was so nervous. <laughs> now I'm just like, oh, it's all good. It's all good. Love it. Um, so we, yeah, we basically guys, we are here to ask Erin about how her fitness journey was going, um, during these last two years. I basically like, I, I don't even, I'm trying to lock in when your competition was, when was your competition? Um, so I ended up doing two competitions. Um, both ended up being in October one of. 2020 and one of 2021 so um but I definitely did start prepping for the first one prior to COVID in the January right before that first lockdown okay 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 so January right before the first lockdown so what what was that like when the first lockdown happened like Yeah. So, I mean, we started prepping in January and so um, the competition at that point was supposed to be in May and, um, you know, it was just more and more things were coming to be and we didn't know, you know, there was so much unknown whether or not gyms were actually going to get closed. Um, And then, of course, there was the full lockdown. I actually worked at a gym at the time. So not only was I worried about, you know, losing my ability I was worried to about losing my job at that point as well um anyways when everything shut down I had to make a decision um because you know I have 
stuff at home. I'm lucky enough that I own a squat rack and a barbell and plates up to 315 pounds and a couple of dumbbells. So, you know, like I can train at home and I've got, I ended up actually during lockdown buying a shitty little $150 bike to do my cardio on, which it works perfect, better than nothing. Um, But at that time it was just kind of, you know, you're paying your coach monthly, um, you know, you've got all the food that you're buying, plus all the effort that you're putting in for this competition that you didn't know was going to happen. So I ended up actually pulling out before the competition got canceled um, just because I wanted, you know, I knew I was going to be losing my job too. So I wanted to kind of pull back and not be so stressed out and worried about money, not knowing what the future led. And then, you know, being like at peak week and having the competition canceled just would have been horrific especially for my very 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 first competition ever right like not knowing um, how I was gonna feel and so I'm happy that I made that decision and yeah the competition ended up being canceled completely anyway so that's kind of how that started for me holy Um, shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) like like, I mean right (laughs) oh man that's like um I don't know. And I think like for, for our listeners and everything, it's just like really important to like kind of just have an open mind and maybe like talk to other people and just hear about other people's experiences, you know, try and open up. Cause like for Aaron right now, like that's nuts. Like I, I was stressed out just being a person going to the gym. Um, We're also lucky enough to have a home gym and everything, but like I was kind of a brat in the way that I was like, Oh, you know, I'd rather go work out in a gym than pay like work out at my home gym. And it wasn't until like recently I started to like love the home gym. And then, you know, where are all the weird shit going on in BC with the lock? We're like, we had a, we had a, still had a lockdown just recently, like for the gyms, like in December. So it was bullshit. Like um, anyways, so far off the point, but I, I was just going to say like, it's crazy that, I was stressed out and just going to the gym, but like, I can't even, so yeah, fathom like the whole pulling, having to pull out of a competition. Like it's your first competition. You're, you're already started the prep and then boom, you're like, "Mm, I don't think this is going to happen. So it's actually, I think I would have been the same and pulled out. So moving forward after that, you kind of stepped back and then when did you get back in like what was the what what was the time frame for you there yeah so um the lady that runs the competition I went to she's just super you know pro keeping everything open and everything going um during this whole lockdown so um I knew that no matter what she would try to make the competition happen again so it was just a matter of time of her picking a date and you know lockdowns kind of loosening up Um, so I obviously kept training at home, but again, like you, um, I always was able to train at home and I actually, after having kids started training at home first, but then I just came to a point where I needed to be out of the house and away from my kids. So uh, again, you know, kind of spoiled brat scenario where, you know, I didn't really want to be training at home, but I was forced to, um, and it's not the same, right? Like you, you're trying to get your workouts done something that should only take you half an hour's focus at the gym sometimes takes you three hours at home, especially with kids coming up and asking for snacks or, you know, 
bless their hearts wanting to work out with you, but you have to show them every move and make sure that they're being safe. Um, you know, and you just get distracted by little things, your laundry going off, whatnot. So, you know, trying to just like the next step was just trying to maintain on track as much as possible in case I wanted to, or was able to continue this competition. Right. So, um, kind of fast forward, it was about July when they, um, set a date for October, hoping that, you know, everything would be back open, um, and whatnot. And I kind of just, uh, kind of drug my heels, not knowing whether again, I wanted to, you know, cause you don't get that money back that you pay for your coach. If the competition doesn't happen, right. You don't get that money back for, <laughs> or the time or the effort. Um, yeah. and it's your summertime too. So to be prepping during the summer, especially with kids, like that's a huge commitment, right? So oh, hell yeah. uh, I just <clears throat> drug my heels and ended up, it was only 14 weeks out when I finally decided, okay, yes, I'm going to commit to this one and hopefully it happens. Um, so typically, you know, you want 16 weeks ish or more. So I was already behind and a little bit fluffy from the COVID-19. <laughs> yep. Oh, hell yeah. 15, you know what I mean? Oh like, my God. <laughs> like when Fuck. you go to college. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm hearing um, everything loud and clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, so that prep ended up being hard and fast, which again, really in all sense and purposes, it was my only prep I've ever done in my life. So it was um, pretty hardcore with up to like 90 minutes worth of cardio at the end. Oh, um, shit. I did find for myself that because gyms kind of opened up again here in Alberta, I believe sometime right after I committed to the show. Um, and I found that the monotony of the prep of going and doing all lightweight 15 reps, you know, just sitting on the treadmill for minutes on end, hours on end. It was boring, mm-hmm. but it's what got me to the gym until all of a sudden I was like, holy shit, you're getting ripped. And then my motivation for working out that I had lost during the lockdown came back. So prep, as crazy as it sounds actually like brought my motivation for like the lifestyle of fitness back so good uh, yeah so I was happy to do that but again it was you know day to day do you know is this competition gonna happen right like is it gonna get canceled last minute I know so many of my friends um had their competitions canceled over and over and then um or even people show up, they get their tan, and the comp- then the comp- competition was shut down while everyone was there, like in their oh hotels, like with their tan. So it, that I feel like was probably the most stressful part. And you know, being new to the industry, you know, you don't really know what to expect as it is. So that added stress to it is probably something that you know most people probably wouldn't want to have on their plate for their first competition, I would say. Fuck no. (laughs) Holy fuck no. Okay. 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 So that's when right from the very beginning, when you first wanted to start having to pull back and stop, and then we're going back into it, hoping to go into it for October. And it was it 2020. Because the, yes. they would have locked down, okay, yeah, beginning, okay, okay, okay. So, um, and then, yeah, so tell me a little bit about how, like, did it, did you end up getting to do it? Like, it all worked out. October was a showtime. Like, I'm trying to, be, I feel like I vaguely remember. I'm just like, it's such, some, some stuff's like a blur because of this 
what yeah, are no, everything's word? kind like, of blurred together and because both yes. the competitions have the similar outcome I feel like it's all blurred together too but this so yes this competition and in, uh, ended up happening but originally with all of the restrictions that were put in place um, for events it was supposed to just be judges and contestants only um, and everything was just going to be um, kind of on some type of pay-per-view thing for people to watch and there was going to be no spectators and myself with anxiety I was so stoked for this for my first competition I was like yes no one in the crowd I know it will be great and then like two days before they were like by the way we get to have spectators we sold out all the seats and I was just like oh snap Everyone else was stoked because they're like, why would I want to look so amazing in a bikini and have no one watch me? But like (laughs) my anxiety just like flipped and I was like, oh, great. (laughs) Fucking hell. I know I would have been the same. Literally, I would have been like, okay, no one's in the audience. I feel like I could do this and it could be okay. So then, oh my God. (laughs) Then there were, you were able to have spectators. So yeah. How did you do? How'd you feel? Um, I was definitely super nervous. Um, there was like no one, you know, comparatively to normal numbers at shows because so many people, you know, same thing, they wavered about whether or not they should do it. Right. So it was a very small show, which again was probably wonderful for me for my first time. Everyone was super friendly. You know, the people that had done it before were, you know, there and talking because there there was only, you know, maybe 10 of us backstage. So that was great. Um, everything was like covered in plastic. Uh, we all had to space out in the back room, but there was no mask or anything. So that was good. Um, and yeah, I mean, I got some places because there was only three of us in the competition. But again, like I feel like I did great because I was really just competing against myself and doing it to see if I liked it. And honestly, for that first show, I hated it every step of the way, every day of prep. I wanted to quit once a week. And then as soon as I stepped on stage for that 20 seconds, I was like, when do I get to do this again? Um, So it's like the craziest thing, you know, Um, I'm so happy I did it. And I'm so happy that I pushed through like all of the stuff that, you know, came up for because there could have been a million excuses to quit oh, and not yeah. do it right but oh hell yeah um that I find was probably the biggest win in itself is there's always a million excuses to quit prep in itself but when you're <laughs> trying to do it through a pandemic um that just adds to those those excuses that you could have had right I think I have the most respect for everyone and anyone who held their shit down and did any type of prep and competition through these last two years I have mad respect for those people because it's like things were so uncertain and to be able to put together a package for the stage and a routine you know it's like I think that's like next level shit honestly (laughs) you're you're juggling so many things in life already as just a mom of you know a mom a a business lady and um, a person all in that and then you're competing in a prep through a pandemic oh yeah there's a pandemic boom let's just toss that in there we'll just throw that little fucking grenade in there Uh, hot twist (laughs) Uh, um so like uh okay and then you you did you did two 
Yeah. So, um, Have, where after, are we in the timeline? Are we yeah, close? So okay. Yeah. Let's, we're, let's... <laughs> um, after that October show, obviously that was my first show. So I did not rebound great with my nutrition, which mm. uh, there's another episode previously, if anyone wants to listen about my binge eating disorder and dealing with that. Um, so I ended up, you know, getting pretty fluffy over the winter doing my bulk. Um, again, that winter was crazy between 2020 and 2021 between one day we were allowed to go to the gym the next day we could go to the gym but we had to be with a personal trainer um and then the next week we couldn't go at all um so it was so different so we were so lucky that our gym kind of found loopholes around everything and we just showed up with a friend and we were each other's personal trainers Um, Ah. because who can afford personal training every single day to go to the gym five times a week right i fucking love that they Um, did that Yeah, so it was it was pretty great. One of us was the personal trainer. We'd show the exercises. The other one would do the exercises afterwards, right? So basically body workouts, but it was just... That's perfect. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, sometimes we had to wear masks. Sometimes we didn't. Just it always changed, which again was, I find, you know, off season is just as important or more important than prep because you're building the foundation that you're going to have on stage. So that in itself, you know, for anyone just trying to do a fitness lifestyle, the inconsistency of being able to keep your program going is frustrating enough. But as an athlete, you know, trying to hit goals and grow muscle mass, you know, from one day to the next, not knowing if you're going to have a gym, if you're going to have cables or only your barbell and dumbbells at home, or maybe only like bands, depending on the person, right? That was, I feel like, one of the hardest parts of trying to bodybuild through this all is just, you know, everyone knows consistency is key. And it was very, very hard to stay consistent um, to the point where, you know, we're in Alberta, BC always had different rules. And there yeah. were times where, you know, I was on CERB, so I was lucky. Um, I was able to drive to Dawson Creek three times a week, which is about an hour and a bit away yep. from where I live. <laughs> Um, just to go to the gym and I would go there and because I didn't have cables at home or machines at home, I only had a barbell. I would do everything cable and machine related there. I would do three hours like back and legs, right? Like just like the stuff I couldn't do at home. I would do there, um, and then drive back, (laughs) drive back home. Um, but again, not everyone had that luxury. So that's um, fucking dedication. Like, (laughs) Yeah. I know a couple other people who who said they had like a like 45 to an hour long drive to go to a gym because they were in prep. So it's actually nice. Like, it's not a good thing, but it's like, you know, there's so many fucking people that were literally affected by this and we can't even deny it anymore. So I'm just like, I'm grateful to like hear these stories and like put them out there because it's fucking bullshit listening to all the the obstacles you guys have had to like literally jump around and through and under and over and just just to just to get on stage like it's just stupid. Yeah and I mean some people would consider a lot of that crazy and like why not just take a year off bodybuilding and whatnot but it's not just about you know stepping on the stage right those workouts they're they're what keep most of us sane and they're most of our outlets and there's a reason we got into fitness right you know and for me 
you know, it's not even for me, it's 100% not about winning a pro card or even winning a trophy on the stage that I go on. Like what I found for me and it helped me probably the most through the pandemic was to do the bodybuilding because it's the one thing that I had control over when everything else was going to shit. Um, I can't control, you know, the mandates. I can't control, you know, whether or not I'm going to have a job tomorrow. I can't control whether or not my kids are allowed to play their sports, but I can follow my goals and keep working out and try to, you know, follow my program as much as possible within the means that I had. Right. So if I have to drive an hour to do that, I'm going to do that. Oh, hell yeah. No, I respect that. That's, that's badass. (laughs) There's no other words for that. It didn't seem so badass at the time, but now it seems a little crazy talking about it. <laughs> well, because yeah, you like you're when in the in the moment you're just like you got to do what you got to do, but like when you sit back and think about it, like that's actual such dedication to go, you know. And so you, we were talking about how Alberta and BC, like you're in Alberta, we're in BC. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just know, like, where are we going here? Blah, 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 blah. Different regulations. Yeah, what right? was specifically different in your province and industry that wasn't in others? Like, that's kind of that. I kind of it's kind of in the in the mix of there. So I thought I'd want to pop that back in and ask about that. Yeah, so I don't really necessarily know. I didn't really follow all the gym regulations and regulations province to province, but I just know that. Um, Ours just constantly changed and we never matched those of other provinces. When our gyms were closed, other provinces' gyms were open and vice versa. So that always just seemed really silly to me that nothing was consistent across the board. Um, And then usually we, you know, like our gym was able to, for the most part, except for during full lockdowns, find ways around whether it was capacity you know we could only let 40 people in the gym at a time so they had 40 spray bottles and when they ran out you know you couldn't go in until someone left right mm-hmm. um and then sometimes there was mass sometimes there wasn't sometimes it was one-on-one training um and yeah typically once the vax i believe once the vax passports came into play it was a capacity thing and our gym was able to get around the vax passport due to the capacity they just chose the capacity thing um whereas i don't think some of the other provinces had a choice um for that yeah we didn't correct yeah we fucking sure didn't uh the second oh my god yeah i cried the day that the vax passports went into effect here um i had like probably a week where i was just like a sad bitch and I could not believe, like, I literally could not believe that that is what our province was doing. And that's what they were saying. And I was, I was, I'm still mad. I'm just like, it is what it is. I made peace with it and everything. But I was just like, I'm like, I literally cannot fathom the state that we are currently in right now. I just never thought that this would go this way. So I'm like, holy fucking hell. No, and honestly, BC was the one that stayed open the longest for the first lockdown mandate stuff. So it it baffles me that you guys are almost like the strictest now. So I don't, I, I don't know. like I said, it's the inconsistencies that are the most confusing to me. Um, and you know, like I guess off topic, but probably one of your next questions is would just be for me. Like I feel like if 
there was just some consistency and if this was legit you know if we are concerned about spreading covid if all of us every place workplace gym wherever you need to go had rapid tests that you needed a negative test to get in the door Mm -hmm. like you know that would make the most sense to me it's just where it's like all these different rules that don't even you know yeah nothing makes sense some of the some of the places you know I went to go work out in a hotel and they're like oh you don't have your vax passport and I was like well I have a negative test and they're like well you can't go in there but that guy can who has a vax passport but doesn't have a negative test I'm like but I know I don't have COVID I know COVID so that's to me like I that's more logical right yeah, that, that, that's what I mean. Like logic for like trying to not pass on a disease would be to have a negative test, right? Yeah. You know, I believe that everyone should have their choice and your benefits out your risk, way outweigh your risks for whichever choice you make. Totally cool. But yeah. if we're logically thinking about how to stop a disease, everyone, regardless of status, should just at every door have a negative test. Yeah, and I feel like, honestly, I was choked. BC didn't give them out to the public, like, at all. They were, if they, I, I believe if we got any, they were for, like, um, emergency, like, the hospitals and long-term care facilities, like, places like that, whereas where they had ours, which, okay, I get, but I don't know. The population of BC to the number of, deaths in the first year and I don't find it alarming enough to have done what they've done so I'm just kind of you know I'm like okay I'm good I'm over this I'm good (laughs) I'm good next page please yeah (laughs) Uh, um, yeah so so that's kind of like where it was just I feel like probably the harshest thing was just not knowing what was coming next regardless of like I said whether or not you're training for an event or not but you know Mm -hmm. if fitness is your lifestyle and constantly you know week to week day to day not only are is everything inconsistent but you know one day they're saying one thing and then they're changing their narrative to fit their new rules the next week so that's that's just where it was like you know I have to just stop listening and then hope that my gym is open tomorrow yeah. Um, <laughs> Head down not, and focus. Plan, right? In my yeah. Fuck. So much like yo-yoing is what I'm going to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, I guess then it's pretty fair to say that it's like, I don't know. Would you say it's been, it's affected your bodybuilding journey, like positively or negatively? Like, I feel like you did pretty good considering like your first show. How did you place? Like you did. I feel like you looked really great. Like you did really good. And like even the second one, like I was like, yeah, like that's fucking awesome. And for all the shit you went through, like I was like, hell yeah. Like she fucking for sure. She got ripped. (laughs) Yeah, I did really good. Like personally, I believe for my first two shows and for, you know, everything that I had to go through and just personal things that I overcame in order to do the shows. Um, I don't really, you know, I have four trophies sitting on my wall here, but um, I don't really consider them my placings just because both shows were so small. There wasn't, you know, I was automatically going to place. So um, for myself, um, moving forward, you know, I'm, my next goal would be to spend a lot more consistent time 
bulking before my next show. So maybe not even do one this year. Maybe wait until 2023, depending on how everything moves forward. Mm. And pick a show that is in a bigger city with more people. Because personally, I'd rather play 6 out of 10 than top 3 out of 3, right? Yeah. Um, so for the work and everything and the all the bullshit you went through hell yeah I you want to have you want to be having competition like I for sure yeah so I wouldn't necessarily say that's like obviously not a negative thing it was you know good for me to have the experience of the smaller shows um negatively how it impacted me I would say you know I I can't tell you if I was in the gym 24 7 for the last two years if my packages would have been different instead of the inconsistency of sometimes home, sometimes gym, you know, sometimes wavering mental, yeah, sometimes nothing wavering of your mental state, right. Affecting your workouts. I would say probably pretty likely, you know, that did have some sort of negative effect, but again, positive side effect of it is just knowing that you know you can push through all obstacles and still hit your goals if you really if that's really what you want so um you got to take the good and the bad out of it I guess yeah no like and that's kind of that's cool that you're saying that because like I think you're one of the maybe the fourth people that I've actually had that exact same phrase come out of my mouth with uh, where it's like your perspective, right? Um, COVID, uh, like this whole thing and all the restrictions and all the bullshit, the passes, it's just like, it's just really strange, you know? So I'm like, (laughs) yeah, but at the same time, (laughs) I did a lot of good shit. So I'm like, you know, I'm not, there's a, there's a balance there. Like I'm, I have a lot of feelings about what some of the things that are going on. I have a lot of opinions and feelings about that, but I also am grateful for a lot of the experiences that I have had throughout this. So I'm, I'm, I'm not a completely bitter bitch. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of, it's a catch 22 where you're like, yeah, you're, I'm not mad and I'm not like, like, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm just neutral. Yeah. Like that's, I'm, it's shit, but I'm yeah. also grateful <laughs> for the things that it is what it from is, that right? shit. You just gotta, yes. yeah, perspective, like you said. Perspective. You can't control what you can't control, but you can, you know, try to make the best of what you can. Do. And so, so we know yeah. how, we know because Erin has been with us since the beginning. She's one of our day ones, our OGs. Um, and we kind of both have the same anxiety tendencies are similar I would say yeah uh, it w- I would say like for me I think it's affected me more mentally than anything I don't know like my body I it was weird like I lost a lot of weight <laughs> in COVID I got like in the best shape ever and then you know it, it was super strange uh so physically I did well mentally I was like yeah mm. uh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna make it that's kind of that's how it was for me how what would you say it was like for you um I would definitely say that it's been a big mental mental struggle again I can't necessarily say that it is 100% due to COVID I have had a lot of other things happen mm-hmm. in my life in the last two years um that you know may not have happened if 
everything was going down um, or may not have affected me the same way if I wasn't in lockdown status 90% of the time um, and unaware of what I was going to do for work and, you know. Um, yeah. But, I, yeah, I, I definitely don't think that it helped me mentally, that's for sure. Fuck. Um, it definitely again just set us back like a couple figure, years yeah, figure out uh different ways to be strong and you know yeah there was not a lot of support and not because people aren't supportive in your life but they just couldn't be during this everyone had to deal with their own thing right um, everyone yeah. is stuck where they're where they're stuck right like you know you could only see the people in your tight knit circle. And so, you know, what are, what's anyone else supposed to do? But I would definitely say that there's also been a lot of things that have helped me regardless of my mental state was going down because of COVID or the other stuff I've been going through, but things that came out of the pandemic that have helped me massively mentally, including this podcast. So um I love to hear that yeah like and I know that's the main reason you guys started this so um definitely 100% has got me a million times out of my shell when Lexi first asked me to be on your first show I was like fuck that why would I have an anxiety attack to talk about fucking anxiety like no (laughs) hell no this is um, me <laughs> but now I'm so stoked that I did that first episode and I met you and Brandy and yeah hopefully um any or all of your episodes have helped like even one person each episode like look what episode you're on what 55 55 that's season that's amazing. three almost that's amazing. a year of recording yeah it's pretty cool and it's cool to have like again the returning people that were in the first season come back like yourself and just you know we talk about the, what like more of present things because I think we were kind of talking about stuff that in the beginning that you know no one really talked about as well but it was just like stuff from our more of our pasts and things that were that may like affected us and stuff and now we're kind of talking about current and it's kind of cool to kind of go back and have the same people come and talk about current experiences right now because we're literally living in history and yeah. Um, this will be remembered for for a long time. <laughs> I, I was like <laughs> yeah. in a birth there. The great toilet paper drought of Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking Lysol wipes and Lysol, yeah. any kind of cleaning materials. And then I was in the demolition industry and we were starting to like not have any suits, like hazmat suits. Oh god. Um, cause they were fucking backlogged and everywhere. Like, yeah, it was a big deal. Like that, when I, I remember when that happened, I was like, I'm fucked up cause I'm still working and no one else is working, but I'm going to work, but we're running out of supplies to work. So it was like, <laughs> I was fucking stressed out working. I, once I quit my, well, I didn't quit my job willingly. I fucking had my, you know, experience there and <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm happy that uh, I'm not in that I just yeah I couldn't I couldn't deal with it even in my little practicum bits like my first practicum totally fine second practicum in a public school I was so fucking anxious the whole time so I'm like no just just because it's so different out in the world like oh for sure um so you were working I just want to come back and you yeah. were working at the gym mm-hmm 
and training. So, and then when you decided to come quit the competitions, like from the very beginning, what did you do after like following, you said you were also on CERB. So following all this, I know that you have gotten, uh, or you had a, a, are you still doing the insurance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What happened was, um, after that first competition, um, I had already been back to my job at the gym. Um, and like in the summertime when everything opened back up and then everything closed back down that December. Um, and I had actually, um, left my gym job the week before everything closed down, but I was able to get on third because my kids were home from school. Oh, um, perfect. Yeah. So amongst trying to, you know, train from my home, driving to Dawson Creek, I started studying on my own for my level one insurance, general um, insurance salesman or broker, sorry, I don't know. Nice. <laughs> um, and was just sending out resume after resume to any insurance company in town. And this was just me being an adult thinking that I have no idea when this pandemic is going to end. But I need to step it up, have an adult career. Insurance has been around forever. It's not going anywhere. It can be done at home during a pandemic and can be done anywhere in the world if for some reason I need to move away. Um, So that was my reasoning behind that. And I was actually able to, I had a couple interviews that didn't pan out. And then I ended up getting a job with an online um, insurance company that's actually based out of Grand Prairie. It's called Insurely. Um, And it is the best fit whatsoever. My bosses are so supportive of um, the prep and everything. They even got me a rowing machine for in the office for when I was on prep the what? second time. Um, That's tits. Yeah. So I'm still working there. Um, sometimes we have to work from home. Sometimes most of the time we try to work from the office because we can. We've got cubicles and we're spaced apart and we don't have any walk-in traffic. Um, but yeah, I ended up within a year getting a career job passing my level one and my level two and I am licensed in all the Western provinces to sell insurance. So Mm. COVID pushed me out of my comfort zone for my career. So not only did it push me out of my comfort zone for my fitness journey, it also, you know, helped me there too. So again, that's where you got to look at the positives, right? Maybe if I was happy, go lucky, still making $15 at a gym because my gym life wasn't so unstable. I never would have found this. So, um, yeah. yeah. And, and they were super supportive, like I said, through my second prep, um, which again was, you know, so up in the air. Gyms didn't really, we didn't, once gyms opened up back again last March, we, I don't think we had another lockdown, just different mandates, which we didn't know what was happening, was happening. And come the next competition, it was like, you know, that's kind of when passports and everything were coming into play. So we didn't know um, whether or not as an unvaxxed person, if I was going to be able to even compete. So luckily, like I said, the lady that runs the show is, you know, super, um, you know, just about letting everyone have their gym, have their, you know, have whatever choice they want to make right during this and still live their life. So she was actually able to get a nurse to come and do rapid tests at the door for all of the athletes and all of the people that wanted to watch the show that didn't have vaccines. So that oh, was, that's 
Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and the kind had, of shit I like to hear. Yeah. So that was great. And we had to wear masks the second competition. Um, but again, it was a small knit group of people and it was still super fun and just a really great experience. And just knowing, you know, going from my first competition to my second competition, the wins that I made in prep um, for my eating and, you know, my confidence on stage was huge. So um, despite whether or not, you know, I brought a better package that I wanted to, like I, ideally I had wished that my lats had grown more and my delta had grown more. Did COVID, you know, inconsistency in the gym stop that from happening? I don't know. Is that my excuse because I didn't work hard enough? I don't know. But there was still a lot of wins within there. So it still was a good experience all around. Fuck yeah. I, I think that's pretty good. I think that's um, – what I just want to, like, look at these and see. Because we kind of, like – we've pretty much organically kind of covered most of it. So, yeah, like, that's right – I'm just scrolling. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, like we we yeah we've covered quite a bit of things. Uh, would you like? Do you have any advice for anybody out there? Like anything else you want to add to this that like that we haven't covered? Um, I think um, you've. I, I'm excited. Like you, you, your career change, your competitions. Like I'm hopeful for the future that we get to have more like that none of this this all goes away you know and that things kind of go back to what it was I'm not going to say normal because like that's I don't know if that's a possibility at this point but um yeah Fuck. Uh, yeah um I don't necessarily know if I have any advice just obviously keep your head up and like yeah it's if anything, you know, I've learned to be a pretty flexible person <laughs> in all of this and just really realize that what you can't control, you know, you have to, especially with someone with anxiety, it's the hardest thing in the world, um, not let things you can't control affect you um, mm -hmm. as much as possible. Focus on the things you can control and, you know, go from there. And like, I make this joke constantly and the number is always changing. Um, but, you know, they rolled back a lot of the mandates here in Alberta. There's a few stipulations on that based on hospitalizations and how it's going to move forward. So for myself, you know, a lot of people are cheering. Yes, it's back to, you know, quote unquote normal. Myself, I say I have a countdown for today. It's 400 days. It used to be like 380 days because it needs to be more than a full year. Um, it's a random number I'm picking, but that's my countdown for when I will believe that there will be no return to lockdowns and mandates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no shit. Unfortunately, I have been jaded slightly with trusting anything that is promised because, you know, each time we have been promised something, it almost seems like just enough to stop a revolt and then, you know, let's twist the narrative again. So I'm not saying that that's, you know, what's <laughs> happening now. Well, we're in all. fucking revolt I'm now for very, sure. I'm very, jaded. So I am so stoked for the future and I really hope, you know, that things are progressing for the better and, you know, we can kind of move forward from this um, and people don't have to worry about, you know, things getting cancelled and it's not just, you know, athletes and stuff. It's people's weddings. It's 
you know, people being able to go say goodbye to a loved one at a funeral. It's so many things, right? It's little kids and their birthday parties, like, and their sporting events, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's so many things that I like truly do hope that, you know, maybe I need to not be a little bit jaded and maybe I need to cut up my countdown. But, <laughs> um, you know, if you know that despite what comes next, you can get through it by just trying to figure out, you know, what you are in control of and making the best of that scenario, um, then I think we can probably get through anything if we got through these past two years. I think so too. I think you're right on that. Um, like right on, right on the money, (laughs) (laughs) right on the money girl, right on the money. Um, yeah, like we, we pretty much covered, I think everything, like it's, I don't know if there's anything else you want to throw in or, um, like, we talked about, yeah, I asked you about your, did I ask you how your anxiety was through all this? Like, did we? Um, you asked about my mental state. Um, okay. Definitely. I mean, oh, I've struggled with my anxiety mass amounts. Um, and then especially, you know, with the gym being my outlet for that, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then too, just you get stuck in, um, sorry, this is totally off topic, I guess, but you get stuck when you're a hermit for so long, mm-hmm. um, especially myself with someone. So I don't necessarily have anxiety all the time about leaving my house. But the longer that I stay in my house, in my little safe bubble, the more unlikely or the less I want to venture out into the world um, to the unknown, even though I know what's going to happen. I know what happens when I go fuel up at the gas station. I know, you know, I know what happens when I go to the grocery store, but I feel like that whole, you know, you get stuck, you know, you didn't have to go to work. You didn't have to do, you know, at first it was amazing for my anxiety. The first lockdown, I was like, yes, no more kids sports daily. And on the weekends, like I don't have to wake up to bring them to school. I don't have to wake up to go to like, go to work myself. Like I can relax for five minutes. I was so stoked. But the longer you stay in that bubble of having no day-to-day life, and for me, my main thing to, like, drag me out of that is going to the gym, um, that was, I feel like, a huge thing for fluctuating my anxiety. Yeah, um, I'm literally, we're, we're the exact same person in that realm. Like, when it first happened, I was actually exactly the same. I was like, okay, this is kind of nice. I don't have to deal with people. There's nobody anywhere. Their traffic is bought like nothing. <clears throat> it was kind of nice. And then the second year came around and it was like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking <laughs> sick of not seeing anybody. Like, is there anybody out there? You know, like just such a wild, I can't even believe that we're again, like, I just can't even believe it. I don't even know. Like, I feel like I'm in some weird ass fucking nightmare. Like, oh, what did I say? The twilight zone. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Yeah. I kind of feel like when uh, we became legal in Canada, everyone just got super high and we've been on some weird fucking trip for two years. (laughs) Yeah. It's fucking, it's something else, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, it's something else. Um, yeah, like I think, I think that, I think that's pretty, pretty good. I, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think that we covered everything there for sure. It was really organic too. Like I, I kind of, I don't know. I don't know if I asked you some of these things. 
There was one question that didn't make sense, and I'm sorry, Brandy, on like, and if this stays in the podcast, uh, there was one <laughs> that didn't make sense, so I didn't ask it. So I'm just gonna, like, you know, I don't know. Just no, go, I think go I kind of read. Yeah, I read through most of the questions before, and I think we kind of just like flowed through them. Yeah. And, okay. Naturally. Well, thank you for coming and talking to me again today and sharing your experience through all this chaos, for God's sake. Oh, maybe You're just not welcome. have to deal with this ever again. <laughs> yeah, but think of all the cool episodes you got out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. And season three, like, we're just going hard. We want to talk to everybody. We want to know, like, how was everybody's freaking experience throughout this? And, um, yeah, it's just I'm super grateful that you came and had this chat with me today. And um, I'm looking forward to having more chats down the road, even if it's just, uh, you know, chatting back and forth and stuff like that. But I appreciate you and I'm glad that you came today. Yeah, I'm so stoked that you guys have me back on here. I love chatting with you and Brandy. And yeah, it's just it's awesome to yeah, just be able to share and hopefully like other people can relate and yeah, I just you need you need as much like I don't feel so alone in the world out there right now, right? Like you said, is anyone out there like Yes. <laughs> I feel like this podcast helps a lot of people to not feel that way. So Thank, Thank you. you for having me be a part of that. Of course. And with that, you guys, Aaron is our last guest. Thank you guys so much for stopping by today. We appreciate you so, so much. If you like this episode and you want to hear more or be updated with episode drops, please make sure to send us some love on our Instagram page, the Be Real Babe podcast. Give us a follow and stay tuned for more realness coming to you next week. Until next time, babes.